AJ Dillon is a pass catching back. Yes. Oh my God, he admit it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We can end the show now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Football Absurdity Podcast. My name is Jeff Crisco. I'm here with my co-hosts, Walker Kelly and Mike Valverde. And before we get started, I want to tell a little story. If you follow me on Twitter, you've seen this story. Last night at halftime, I was replacing some of the light bulbs on my patio. Uh, my dogs were playing, and I kind of took a stumble, and I sort of hit the side of my chest on uh, one of our posts that keeps keep the uh, overhang up on the uh, on the patio. And I finished putting the the bulbs up, so I just want to say I am as gutsy as Justin Herbert was last night. So, uh, thanks for the laughs. All right, Mike, how's your day going? Yay, good job, Jeff. Walker already saw the joke on Twitter, so I understand them not laughing. I I, I was about to laugh, but I didn't. I decided not to laugh, so it it was it was amusing. All right, so I decided not to care how your day's going. Walker, how's your day going? <laughs> That's fine. Been pretty uneventful. Uh, I, I cut the grass today. All of it? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, most of what was in the yard. My dad did okay. some of it too. All right. So, Chargers Chiefs last night. We'll start there. It's our it's our Friday uh, week two episode. Um, pretty fun game. Uh, pretty back and forth in terms of like there was a lot of stuff happening. Um, even though the the Chiefs kind of took took control in the fourth quarter, they they went ahead question for you both so did either of you see the steven ruiz drama on twitter uh i saw that he had to change his avatar to the thick justin herbert so oh go ahead said if he threw four touchdowns he'd keep it all year and technically herbert threw four touchdowns because he threw three touchdowns and a pick six correct that is the drama that's how i ask both of you should steven ruiz keep thick justin herbert as his background uh I want to say yes because it'd be really funny, but I also want to say no because I really don't want to keep seeing thick Justin Herbert. So oh, come on. It's not fun to look at. <laughs> I don't uh, I don't even know what thick Justin Herbert looks like, but if I have to... Jeff, put it up. A, uh, <laughs> All right, fine. I'll put it up. I'll make a... Um, I'll, 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 okay, are we talking fun or are we talking like... Uh, serious because if I'm talking serious here I would say no because the intent wasn't for him to throw a pick six the intent was for him to throw four touchdowns for his team so uh judge's ruling would be no oh but you... Christ, I don't ever want to see that again um... <laughs> see that's what I'm telling you it's not good <laughs> and I can't figure out how to turn my screen share off oh good god um uh, but anyway, uh, just, yeah. close, just close your your uh twitch while I figure or your skype while I figure but this out not, yeah um but I think it, I think um, technicality wise, I think it, he's he's liable. So um, I would fine him five hundred dollars for for being liable for his his miscommunication of what he meant. There All right, go, fair enough. Movies. You can either keep the you can either keep thick Justin Herbert or pay Mike five hundred dollars. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm looking over at my second monitor. I did a pretty good job of lining up my part today. Pretty pretty happy with this. All right. Anyways, let's talk about the game last night. So, 
Um, I think one of the big questions that people had going in was uh, there was no Keenan Allen in this game. Uh, we will talk about Justin Herbert's injury later on in this contest. Um, we got some more news on it today. But uh, Keenan Allen, no Keenan Allen in this game. So people were wondering what's going to happen because last week we saw really flat target distribution. Mike Williams, four targets. Uh, Gerald Everett, four targets. DeAndre Carter, four targets. And Josh Palmer, four targets. I was in the camp of people were way over their skis on Josh Palmer. I was saying DeAndre Carter showed more last week in terms of, you know, the air yards that he received and what he did with them and he caught the touchdown. And I said, you know, chances are he didn't want to start either of them and people were yelling at me in my mentions. So Josh Palmer in the last 75 seconds of the game after Justin Herbert uh, can't use half of his torso uh, catches an absolute dime from Herbert gets um, you know, like 10 yards, a touchdown, turns into a good start. Here's my question. If Keenan Allen is out next week, okay, so they've got 10 days till their next game, but if Keenan Allen is out next week, are we looking at uh, Josh Palmer as like a third option, like a wide receiver three? Because he did have eight targets, which was actually fourth on the team, but a lot of those targets were dump offs to Austin Eckler and Gerald Everett when uh, Justin Herbert, half of his body didn't work. Uh, I mean... Who do they play in 10 days? In 10 days, they play the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay, then yeah. Tickets starting at $30.24, according to this. That's a great deal. Uh, Yeah, in that case, I would probably say yes. I would advocate for playing him because I don't think the Jags defense is very good. Mm -hmm. And I think Justin Herbert can and Josh Palmer can combine against the Jags defense on something like eight targets for probably five catches for 60 yards or something like that. So even if he doesn't score, he'll probably be fine. Whereas like against Kansas city, I thought he was pretty touchdown dependent, which was correct. Mm -hmm. So um, Mike, let me ask you this. Uh, Do you prefer Josh Palmer or Deandre Carter? I think it's a tough call. Um, So I watched last night's game. And then of course I charted the first game and both, Palmer and Carter and Williams were on the field, you know, as soon as Keenan Allen left those three, they go to three, they pretty much used three wide receiver sets on almost every single play. And they also love the tight end. Um, they, uh, Gerald Everett is, is either in a, a Y position or an H position. So he's, he's heavily involved as well. Um, Trey McKitty comes in every once in a while, but for the most part, it's Gerald Everett. And as we saw that he, Herbert likes to go to Everett. So to me, it's you're not going to land on anything, but because they're going to be all three going to be revolved, it's going to be a revolving door. Uh, but if I have to choose one, I would probably choose who's in the slot the most, and that's DeAndre Carter. Okay, yeah, and I think that DeAndre Carter, I think um, his value comes up without Keenan Allen because he kind of replaces Keenan Allen when they go to three wide. Allen frequently goes into the slot. But in terms of just straight up, it might be Josh Palmer. But here's the real answer. When Keenan Allen's back and healthy, the answer is neither one of them deserve to be started. Am I right? You are right. You're correct, because it's going to go all go to Allen, whatever. It won't be diced up. It won't it won't be here. Some for Palmer here, some from Carter. It's just going to be, OK, where's Keenan Allen? Um, and then it's going to be all Keenan Allen. Yeah. So, uh, Mike, you mentioned him. Gerald Everett. Uh, I don't want to brag, but so far he's second in the league in tight end targets, second in reception, second in yards. Just saying. 
Yeah, and he looks a, good, too. He, um, may have, he may have played an extra game, Jeff. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but, it, yes, he did play an extra game, but he does look good in that in that offense. Um, they 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 like to use him in the slot. He lines up in the slot quite a bit. Um, very, very uh, F position, very, very few. Um, um, not yeah, not F, H, H position, very few times. It's mostly Y. So, when you have a tight end that's in the wide, that means pretty much he's ready to catch a pass, and he does that quite a bit. So, yeah, I, I think Gerald Everett is is going to be that guy that we we drafted way late, and is going to be you know the Dawson Knox, the Robert Tunyons, those guys that you could have waited on to get you know way late in your draft, but put up you know top ten numbers. And that's what I was talking about all off season. Yep. Um, that yeah, he's just. He's he's going to get the opportunity. He had 10 targets in this game. So uh, last week it was a touchdown. This week, six for 71. We'll definitely take that. Um, Austin Eckler. So Austin Eckler, uh, people, I saw people complaining, and I didn't look at the stats still today. Are people really complaining about 23 touches because they weren't, uh, you know, high efficiency against what is seeming to be a better rush defense than we anticipated? Like, are we really worried about Austin Eckler? Yes. I am. You are. Okay, let's hear about it. Well, okay, so I'm this this is me with like sort of worried as like if, if I'm gonna be neurotic, right? Um so in two games, what I've seen is a revolving door. Talking about revolving doors, here's a revolving door of um Josh Kelly, um, Sony Michelle, and Austin Eckler. And Eckler is not getting all those touches that he did last year in these two games. Um Josh Kelly is is getting a lot of touches. Sony Michelle is third on the depth chart, but he's still getting, you know, at least three to five carries a game. Um, and I'm guessing, I'm, I don't know exactly, but that, that's what it feels like to me. Where and Michelle then, had, this, had actually more than that, seven in the first game, four in this game, and okay, a target. So, so, so let's say 12 touches, that's six touches a game if you divide it by two. Um, Josh Kelly is up there. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm worried. I, I think they're, they're not they're working Eckler way less than nearly what he was last year. And he's not getting in the end zone. So yeah, he's catching a lot of passes. I think he got five yesterday, um, five or six. And, but he's rushing for like 45, 50 yards and catching five passes. That's double digit numbers, uh, maybe a little bit more, but that's not someone you drafted with your third pick. So what are we doing with him? I mean, are we? Are we you you got to play him, but you're worried about it. At least I am. I, I start him every week, but I'm worried. I'm I'm not. I mean, until they till they decide to go with just Austin Eckler, if they do so, you're looking at someone that's uh, an RB two. Um, uh, what that you paid for with the third fit or fifth pick of your draft? Okay. All right. Uh, Walker, are you worried about Gerald Everett? Uh, no, not I'm, Joe not Deverett, Austin I'm not Eckler. worried about. Sorry, Joe. Austin Eckler. Sorry, I, I have I have uh, the big beautiful boy on my brain. Sorry, I have the big beautiful boy on my brain. So. Uh, no, that's yeah. okay. I just wanted to make sure I was talking about the right person. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I maybe a little bit. I I think that if the usage continues like it is, then Eckler probably won't quite pay off his draft price. But I'm not as worried as a lot of people. I, I still think that he's going to finish solidly in the top 10 running backs. I just mm-hmm. think he's going to be like a top three guy, like people who drafted him were probably hoping. Yeah. And I don't think Sony Michelle's on this roster much longer. Uh, 
when I all the people with delicate talk. sensitivities cover your ears, but he looks like ass. <laughs> he doesn't look great. Uh, yeah, he looks awful. And I think once Isaiah Spiller's healthy, he's probably going to be the third running back. There you go. That works out well, well for them. He, what's interesting is Josh Kelly looks a lot better than he did last year. Yeah, he does. Last, That's true. He had a nice run. I remember seeing a run. I was like, oh, hello, Josh Kelly. I think yeah. it was his eight yarder last night. A, a couple of runs, even his short yardage where he doesn't mm-hmm. get much. He looks he looks more explosive. Maybe he was dealing with an injury last year because he looked as slow. Um, yeah. Last year, he doesn't look as slow as he does as he did last year. So he does have a little bit more speed, but um, which is maybe the reason why they they, they decided that they weren't going to um, keep uh, who did um, who did they cut? I forget. Justin Jackson. Justin Jackson, correct. Who's uh, with uh, Walker's Detroit Lions? Right now, That's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just got a tweet from uh, Corbin Young. Um, the Chargers gave Eckler four red zone touches last night. They gave nobody else more than one. Hey, there you go. I would say, you know, Michelle, Kelly, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer, and Xander Horvath got one target or one touch in the red zone, and Eckler got four. He just didn't happen to score. So I, I think that, yes, I think Eckler isn't being used quite as much, but I think that he'll still be good. And um, yeah, I think I think uh, we we kind of we we panic because it's early season. But remember last year, the first uh, first game, it was like, oh, Austin Eckler had 18 carries and like one target, and people were panicking because the it wasn't the right kind of touches. Right. So this kind of stuff evens itself out. So well, let's talk about. Yeah. Go ahead. Well, I well, okay. So it's good that he had four to one goal line touches. I'm just I don't know exactly how that how that derived. Was it three on one on one possession? Was it every time they got down there they gave him one possession? You know what I mean? That that makes a big difference of of you know scenario based. So if if Sony Michelle or if Josh Kelly was in there, would have Kelly gotten those four? Um, goal line touches and are we talking about a whole you know separate topic here so i think mike i think you're you're overthinking this because he's he's the best running back that's the type of thought you have about like jarek mckinnon's touchdown in this game but um i can look that up for you uh real if you give me a what the in the world I'm I'm bug I'm freaking out because uh, I'm going into Stathead to find that information for you, Mike. And for the chart, I was panicking because I thought I was in the wrong year because the Chargers they have a San Diego in the Stathead for the in the box scores for this game. So that's why I like stopped. I was like, am I in the wrong year? <laughs> like, what is happening here? I've been transported to 2016. Yeah, I I like had to stop for a second thinking that I clicked the wrong year, but no. All right, so let's see. Um, opponent Chiefs. All right, so Chiefs. Uh, Kansas seven yard line in the fourth quarter, Kansas eight yard line also in the fourth quarter looks to be the same drive. Uh, all right. So that's it for the, those were both, um, targets as for carries. He had two of those as well. Yeah. So I'm trying to find those. Those were, um, in the same drive in the third quarter. So we're looking at two different drives. So. Uh, he was on the field in the third quarter and the fourth quarter. Um, but I think it matters that nobody else got more than one because he got two on two different drives. Uh, and that's a lot better than just 
three or, or four all in one drive. Yeah, it's a lot better than getting four goal line carries and get stuffed four times in a row. <laughs> right, exactly. I, yeah. I think everyone would have been freaking out if, uh, that, <laughs> yeah, happened. if that happened. But yeah. yeah, I see what you're saying, Mike, where it's like, all right, Ecklers are, are back on this goal line stand and whatever happens, happens. That's a lot different than what actually happened. Exactly. Yeah. All right. So now let's get to the elephant in the room. Uh, Justin Herbert uh, has some rib. I almost said damage has a rib injury. Uh, it looks like he has fractured cartilage. Ooh. First of all, ow. Second of all, I'm not a doctor. They say that he's day to day with this. Um, it doesn't sound like it's like a fractured rib, which is an actual issue of he can get hurt. The rib could dislodge and puncture his lung. Um, that's something that I saw kicked around last night around uh, uh, fantasy football doctor Twitter as a as a potential issue where he might miss time. But what I'm seeing is that because it's the the cartilage, it's going to be a pain management issue. So he's got 10 days till the next game. He's got a flak jacket that he's going to have to wear most likely. And he's probably going to get an injection. So we know the Chargers, good history with injections, no problems there. <laughs> Should be all right. Oh, boy. But I think we just have to put on put all the Justin Herbert thoughts on hold for 10 days. There's nothing actionable here. We have to wait and see. Yeah, yeah. There, there's. I, I don't have any uh, advice here. You just got to wait and we'll get more information. Okay, now that we spent 15 minutes on the on the on the Chargers, let's talk about the Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, good at football. That's all we're gonna say. Travis Kelsey, also good at football. Also pretty good at selling, getting power bombed. Yeah, that was good stuff. <laughs> um, let's let's do this. Let's talk about Clyde Edwards-Alaire. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire finished the game with uh, eight carries, 74 yards, four catches on four targets for 44 yards. So you're looking at 118 yards. This is after he scored two touchdowns last week. But the elephant in the room is, again, only 12 touches. He and Jerick McKinnon split snaps almost down the middle. I do acknowledge that there was a time where uh, CEH got stepped on and had to leave for a drive. But um, Jerick McKinnon had like five snaps on that drive. So it wasn't like it was all McKinnon. And two of them were third down, which I think McKinnon would have been on anyways. So I think... We're doing whatever we can to sell Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Because right now you're looking at uh, Damian Pierce managers, Cam Akers managers, David Montgomery managers, people who are panicking about their running backs who aren't doing well, and they see what CEH is doing, and you can just sell him to them. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly a, a good thought. I mean, his his production so far has definitely outpaced his role. Um, I, I don't think he's going to get more than like those 12 touches or so a game. Um, I think he can be a productive RB2 all year. And if that's mm-hmm. something that you need on your roster, then by all means, keep him. Um, but if you've got a surplus of running backs and somebody really needs one, then yeah, they'll probably be willing to overpay for CEH at this point. Yeah, like the if the David Montgomery manager has like uh... – Hollywood Brown or Rashad Bateman or somebody that they can that's underperformed in the first game that they can flip to you. Um, I think that might work out better for you because you probably draft him as your third or fourth running back, given where he went in draft. So he's almost expendable, not quite expendable, but he's a guy that's a good trade chip. Um, Mike, what do you think about that? About Clyde Edwards being what as a trade chip? Yeah. What can you get out of him? I mean, the guy fell down before scoring a touchdown. I don't. I still don't understand what, why the hell he just jumped on his butt um, instead of scoring what would have been a touchdown. What was it like? Two and a half minutes left to go in the game, and he uh, just fell down. 
Um, I don't know if you remember that play, but um, not specifically. No, I don't remember specifically that play. It was, it was his long run of um, whatever that was, mm-hmm. thirty yards or whatever it was at the end of the game. Um, I he, he's just not going to score touchdowns. He's not going to be involved in the passing game. We're, we're seeing that. What I've saw, said from before, what I was worried about Juju Smith-Schuster is the fact that the Chiefs just don't go to the flat. They don't throw to the flat. And that's where running backs run when you get thrown the ball. They run those wheel routes and those kind of things. They're in the flat. And um, if you're not going to throw to the flat and you're just throwing in between the hashes, then Juju Smith-Schuster, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, those kind of players aren't going to be what they do. And plus, not only do they not throwing the flat but when they get in the goal line um that's where the gap running begins that's where Clyde Edwards Hilaire is not successful he's successful in his own running blocking scheme which is where when he gets his big runs that's where they come from so he's in just in the wrong offense it's nothing to do with his talent I think he's very talented but when you don't use him it don't matter how great you are you could be Jonathan Taylor and if you're not used in in a system that maximizes your skills you're not going to be putting points up on the board so why should i have clyde edwards hilaire on my roster and if i don't want clyde edwards hilaire i want to trade him but what am i going to get for him especially after three years of non-production well i mean the thing that i already said somebody who's panicked and sees that he has 192 total yards two touchdowns seven catches through two weeks yeah and that all came mostly in what one game no, he had two touchdowns last week. He had 118 yards this week. Okay. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. So your answer is yes, is basically what I'm saying is you would trade Clyde Edwards Alaire, which was the question. I still don't know what you're going to get for him after two weeks, right? Well, after you just went on like a two minute diatribe about how he's essentially useless and he's not going to do anything. Well, so I, I, I know I did. Yeah. Um, I mean, and you're right. Uh, but, I don't that's after two games. So your answer is no. My my answer is I'm not going to I I would trade Clyde Edwards Hilaire but I'm not expecting much from him is my answer. Okay, perfect. Let's move on to the uh wide receivers. Actually first let's talk about Jarek McKinnon. Uh Walker and I mentioned him on the uh starter sit show on Wednesday. Uh, we were saying maybe he might be baby JD McKissick. Um I I, w- I am not taking this as a victory. Six touches he just happened to score a touchdown. Yeah, he got lucky. Uh, he also stinks. Yeah, <laughs> there is that. Speaking of stinks, Isaiah Pacheco, get him off your roster. Well, he doesn't stink. He just doesn't play. Well, maybe he doesn't play because he, he stinks. No, he's, no. he's a good gap runner, but they just don't use him. Yeah, yeah they, they use they use geriatric McKinnon instead. Folks, that's hey, the episode now. title right there. Geriatric McKinnon. All right, since we're doing such a great job at blazing through this game, um, drop Isaiah Pacheco. Do it. He's not going to get enough touches to matter, and if yeah. you drop him yeah. now, you can pick up a lottery ticket for Tuesday – or, sorry, uh, before Tuesday waivers if your league allows you to drop a bench player after the, the game's already happened, which I believe Yahoo Sleeper both let you do that. So those Is are the Ronald two big Jones still alive? Uh, no. He's alive, Ronald? but he's not going to play. No, he's dead. He's gone. He's dead and gone. Rest in peace. Wow. Ronald Jones. So the wide receivers here, um, something interesting. So people are jumping out on Juju Smith-Schuster. Mike, you mentioned, you know, they don't throw the flat and such. Um, James Coe had a very interesting tweet about how um, 
this is the second game now where the the Chargers defense, which is very good um, in that kind of mid-level, has just completely shut down the slot receiver. And both times they've been slot receivers that have been productive in the past. Uh, week one, Hunter Epfro on six targets, three catches, tw- uh, 21 yards. Today, three targets, three catches uh, for 10 yards for Juju Smith-Schuster. And by today, I mean yesterday. So I'm not panicking about Juju yet because uh, this Chargers defense is shaping up to be pretty good. Um, especially in that intermediate level where they've got like um, like uh, Derwin James just basically everywhere. Like it feels like he's covering every player on the team on every play. Yeah, he probably is. <laughs> he's incredibly good. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm not panicking on Juju yet. It, he's not going to be as high in my rankings next week as he was this week. I think he's probably more of a low end wide receiver two slash high end flex type guy than a solid wide receiver two. But that's still value based on where you drafted him because he was going mm-hmm. outside the top 30 receivers. So, yeah, I, better days will be ahead for Juju. Just a tough one in this game. Yeah, so the other wide receivers in this game, um, MVS, uh, Mikko Hardman, Sky Moore. And I use the term in this game for Sky Moore very loosely. He had two offensive targets. Um, just just not a lot. Um, you know, we had a whole discussion on the Starter Sit show about uh, which wide receiver would be the one that scored the most points. And it turned out it was Justin Watson, the guy we didn't even mention because he had a 50 yard uh, or 41 yard touchdown uh, behind Juju. I'm saying just don't deal with the headache in like a 12 team league. Just get all the guys onto your waiver wire, hang on to sky more, I guess for a couple more weeks. Cause if these guys continue to just be completely uninspiring, I mean, 13 yards on seven targets for MVS. I mean, come on. That's so um, yeah, then Sky Moore could get rotated in and he could blow up. But, like, I don't see a reason to have, like, an MVS or a Mecole Hardman on your roster in, like, a 12-team regular size league. It's just your your upside there is, like, Russell Gage. Like, that's your upside. Well, yeah, I don't know why people got so excited about MVS in the first place. If, he, if he's not going to do it with Aaron Rodgers, why – not saying Patrick Mahomes is, is, you know, a bad quarterback, but why would he do it with Patrick Mahomes? I mean – we Thank you. Two, two future Hall of Fame quarterbacks here. All of a sudden, he's supposed to do better now that he's with Patrick. Mon- no, I mean. Yeah. Adam yeah. Koffler said in like June, that was like the the Chiefs offense is going to unlock Marquez Valdez Scantling. I'm like, like why? <laughs> how? He played with literally the MVP the last two years and he was garbage. Right. Exactly. Mar- Marquez Valdez Scantling can't be unlocked. He is what he is. He is what he's he is. locked. He's fully locked. You need an incantation he's locked to unlock the box. Yeah. Um, so I think that's it for Chiefs Chargers 27 uh, 24. The big things to monitor in this one is obviously Justin Herbert's ribs and um, just go just go watch Gerald Everett. He's, uh, I love the man. He's so good. He's my boy. All right. Ready? Oh, we all picked the Chiefs. So winner, winner, winner. There. Big dub. Big dub. Major dub. Boss man. All right. Let's move on to. Uh, Sunday. So first game up is going to be the Jets traveling to Cleveland. Jets are 0-1, Cleveland 1-0. Uh, I, when I put this in the document, it was a 40-point over-under. It's gone down. That's not it's great. a 39.5-point over-under with Cleveland as 6.5-point favorites. So uh, have fun with that one. Uh, injuries in this game uh, for the Jets, obviously, um, starting quarterback, uh Zach Wilson still whack whack Zilson still not playing. 
Uh, CJ Uzoma, tight end, has a hamstring issue. He's doubtful for this game. Braxton Berrios has a heel issue. He is questionable. And uh, Joe Flacco's arm is still attached after throwing 59 times last week uh, in a shocking turn of events. For the Browns, Jack Conklin, right tackle, is questionable with a knee injury. Um, it says uh, that his plan is, quote, the same as it was in week one when he was a game-time decision and didn't play, so probably not going to have Conklin. David Njoku had to uh, leave the team for a personal issue but was back on Friday, uh, but also he's bad. Um, he's not bad. They just don't use him. Also, he might be bad. bad. Um, bad for fantasy. So in this game, uh, Mike, you have a, a major question here and it's, it has to do with the rookie, uh, running back for the, for the jets. Yeah. Uh, so are the jets going to stop the hall monitoring and let Brees loose? And what I mean about that is, are they going to just give him the ball and make him the, the third down back that he is and not let Michael Carter get lit his way on the field to a, a, a factor of, of infecting um, with, That's uh, with lack of production? Uh, Mike, the way that Mike is talking about Michael Carter makes him sound like he's a Make-A-Wish kid. <laughs> <laughs> Like he just got on the field somehow, and then they all feel bad for him, so they gotta like give him a, give him a touch. Yeah. That's like that's like when we went to the Saints practice. Some kid was there in a Kamara jersey, and they let him run like a goal line play with the Saints, where he scored a touchdown, oh and everyone was like, "Hooray!" But what I really what I really wanted to see happen was uh, Jordan Cameron just flatten the kid, flatten him, crush him. Have you guys no. seen that that one um, satire one where where they do that with the kid and with Peyton? Uh, no, it was just, um, it was just a, it was, it was just a total like satire. It wasn't, it wasn't any star in it. it they gave the kid, um, a, a ball and they're like, this kid has, you know, a, a heart enlarged, you know, 20 times. Oh, on Saturday night live. Was it the, that'll move the chains or no. It could have been, I don't know. I just seen it in independent. Um, I'll send it to you guys. It's pretty funny. Okay. Anyways, to your question, Mike. <laughs> uh, so uh, to your point last week, um, Michael Carter had 19 opportunities, which he turned into 100 yards. Brees Hall had 15 opportunities, which he went for 23 rushing yards, 38 receiving yards, and that's 71 yards. Did I do that math right? 61 yards. Um, so uh, to answer your question, I don't know because I mean, between the two of them, Michael Carter was the more productive back, but they also got absolutely smashed by the Ravens. And here's something that I'm going to say. Uh, these target numbers for the Jets, I know I said it last week, they're going to go down. In no world are Brees Hall and Michael Carter getting 18 combined targets in a game. Not consistently. Like, not consistently. Like, that's not going to, I'm sorry, they're not going to average 18 targets in a game combined. Absolutely so, correct. So, I mean, they got to let Brees Hall, like, get the get the ball going. I mean, no no pun intended, but they got to give him the rock and let him run because he is, as a talent, way better than Michael Carter as a runner. And Michael Carter shared time in college, and all of a sudden the Jets are like, we're just going to give him 19 opportunities this game, 17 touches. But they need to give Brees Hall the ball. Well, uh I don't think that they're going to stop the hall monitoring, which was a good pun, Mike. Oh, thank um, you. I, I think that Hall might get 55% of the touches, but I really think this is going to be like a Devontae Williams, Melvin Gordon situation, just 
worse because more Twitter like, melts down every time Michael Carter touches the ball. Yeah, probably. Brees Hall would have run for a touchdown there. <laughs> Javante, this is my impression of, of Twitter every time Melvin Gordon gets the ball. Oh, Javante would have scored a touchdown there. That would have been a Javante Williams touchdown. Yeah, you know, they're on their own five, but, you know, it's a 95-yard touchdown. Um, but anyways, yeah, so Brees Hall, I think I think Walker's right. I think it's going to be frustrating to start the year. Um, I also think it could be a situation where Michael Carter, like hamstring injury, gives Brees Hall the chance to take control. Um, interesting set of games coming up, Cleveland, Cincy, and Pittsburgh, still not sure what I think of any of their defenses yet. Um, you know, cause Cincy and Pittsburgh played each other and, um, that game was really up and down and was a, a overtime game. And then Cleveland played Carolina. So I'm still not sure what to think of any of these defenses yet. So, you know, uh, Mike, do you think we're starting, are you going to start Brees Hall this week to expand on your question? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think it depends on what your what your second or your third running back looks like. If if you if you drafted someone and like if you drafted Miles Sanders, let's just say, mm. I would probably go with Miles Sanders over Brees Hall. Um, but if your depth of running back is like Brees Hall as an RB two and you have more of an RB four or five, then as your backup, then probably go with Brees Hall. Okay, sounds good. So let me ask you a question in this game. Brees Hall or Kareem Hunt? And then, Walker, you can answer, too. Oh, Kareem Hunt, easy. Like, Kareem Hunt, easy. Oh, yeah. Easy, easy. I would also go with Kareem Hunt. I thought I waited long enough. Walker is uh, muted, or was muted. He uh eating dinner, so uh, good time. It's like a damn good sandwich. Yeah. I think that's what I'm going to have for dinner. What are we working with here, Walker? Uh, sub roll, pesto, mozzarella. Pepperoni and Cabacola. Gabagool? Gabagool, baby. Got the uh, Gabagool. Yeah. Don't forget the Gabagool. Uh, apologies for eating. It's uh, been a weird day with timing and mowing the lawn and all that stuff. So. Nah, it's all good. You got you to gotta fuel. You got to fuel up. Um, So let me ask a couple more questions about Brees Hall in terms of start of sit. Because I feel like he's going to be a very, like, a figure that people aren't going to know what to do with. And I didn't write about him in my starter sit this week, which comes out tomorrow so um Brees Hall or Travis Etienne Mike uh, me um I'm gonna I'm gonna go Hall I don't I didn't really like what they did with Travis Etienne uh that doesn't mean they're gonna keep that same game plan it was pretty successful as far as the running game went but um I for right now I'm going to go Brees Hall. It's going to be right. close. So it's really, really close. All right. Walker, Brees Hall or David Montgomery? Montgomery. Montgomery. All right. And, of course, you can – I forgot to mention you check out Walker's ranks. Footballobservary.com. You can see it at the top of the page. Um, let's look at flex really quick. Uh, Brees Hall, because I feel like this is going to be one of those uh, key starting things. Uh, Brees Hall or Allen Robinson, two players coming off of disappointing week ones. Allen Robinson going up against Atlanta. Mike, what do you think? Allen Robinson and who? Brees Hall. Brees Hall. Um, I, I'm going to go Brees Hall. I, I can't trust Allen Robinson right now. I, I just he, he was invisible all last year, and he was invisible in week one in a Rams offense that needed to throw the ball because they were down 31-17. to 17. So okay. until he shows up, I'm going to go with almost whoever. Okay, Walker. 
I'd also go with Hall. All right, perfect. Sounds good. Uh, other players in this game. Uh, Nick Chubb is a must-start. Um, Cream Hunt, I think, is a smash start unless you drafted okay. really well. And is that it? Elijah Moore, uh, Garrett Wilson seem more like uh, upside wide receiver threes than anything else. Yes. Yeah, any of the Jets receivers are going to be pretty speculative plays. Yeah. So, all right, Mike, hit us with the win-loser draw. Win-loser draw. Reese Hall, Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb. I'm going to go with win. Um, Nick Chubb. Because I think this is going to be a really hideous grinded out game. Lose Brees Hall. Because he's he's going to be a permanent loser until they kind of sideline Michael Carter. And then draw Kareem Hunt. I, uh, I will go with draw Nick Chubb. Win, Kareem Hunt, lost Brees Hall. Perfect. All right. I got Cleveland winning this game. Mike? Um, I believe I put down Cleveland. Yes, Cleveland. All right, all right. All right. Walker. Uh, going with the Jets. J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. Thank you. All right. Next game up is going to be Washington traveling to Detroit to the Lions Den. Do you guys call it that, Walker? Uh, sort of, I guess. Um, Ironically? Not really. We don't really call it anything but Ford Field. Oh, fine. All right. We we don't. We also don't call Levi Stadium the Big Bell Bottom. But uh, don't tell Chris <laughs> Berman that. <laughs> the Big, Big Bell Bottom. Uh, forty-nine point over under. A little bit more of a pal- uh, palatable game. Detroit one and a half point home favorites. Injuries in this one. Starting with Washington. Uh, Wes Schweitzer has a hamstring injury and he's questionable for week two. Um, he had a limited practice on Friday and it's uh kind of 50, 50 if he'll play. Brian Robinson's looking good. Still not going to be active for this game. Um, also, he's mostly rostered. I looked, he's like 85% rostered. So people are believing in him. There's not much to do there for the lions. Frank Ragnow center is going to be out for this game with a groin and foot injury. Don't want to know how you got that one. Um, DeAndre Swift has an ankle issue and is questionable for week two. Walker, you're in the market. What are we thinking for if Swift's going to actually play? I think he's going to play. All right. So would you start DeAndre Swift with confidence? I would. Okay, cool. All right. So let's get into this game. Uh, Walker, you have a question about the Lions and Tony Gibson. Yeah, I want you guys to tell me if uh, you think that... Detroit's defense, which didn't look great in week one, if they can slow down Antonio Gibson, who did look great in week one. Mm, No. I mean, they weren't particularly good against the run last year, if I'm remembering correctly. They weren't particularly good at stopping running backs pretty much at all. Um, Actually, it looks like through the air, I'm having trouble finding. Okay, they were number 29 in passing yards allowed to running backs, but they were also fourth in rushing yards allowed to running backs last year and allowed uh 21 rushing touchdowns um so pretty bad yeah i'm not particularly bullish on the lions uh stopping antonio gibson um in this one i think that um it's just going to be too much uh for um for them to stop now what they want what the commanders want to do with antonio gibson who had like a bunch of downfield targets, like he was really getting the ball last week. So it was one of those situations where it's it's not like he even has to like bounce back. It's just like he has to keep doing what he's doing, 
which last week was 14 rush attempts and seven targets that ended up netting him uh, 130 total yards. So uh, I think it's going to be a big game for Antonio Gibson. Uh, if we did like a start of the week, he would probably be on the short list for me. So I don't think that they will be stopping Antonio Gibson. Mike, what do you think about the Lions and Antonio Gibson? Yeah, uh, until they become a better defense, then it's going to be pretty hard to stop Antonio Gibson. He's, I think, the only one that's going to probably stop Antonio Gibson, who is now practicing, believe it or not, uh, Brian Robinson. Yeah. Uh, and which worries me a little bit about his production, uh, as as we've stated over and over again of why. But um, that that's probably the only one right now that I feel can stop Antonio Gibson. He's just too too dimensional. He's going to be either catching passes, rushing for touchdowns, or rushing for yards. It's it's just and the Lions aren't aren't there yet. So yeah. Okay, Walker, this is your squad. Do you think the Lions will be stopping Antonio Gibson? No. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, let's say uh, you drafted Antonio Gibson. DeAndre Swift and Saquon Barkley. No flex. Who are you benching this week? Antonio Gibson. Mike? I can't. Um, I don't think I can bench Antonio Gibson, but um, might can as well. Bench, can you bench DeAndre Swift though? No, you can't bench DeAndre Swift. There yeah, go. I think I think we have Talk to go about two dimensional, way too dimensional. DeAndre Swift is way way too dimensional to put on the bench. DeAndre Swift, who people were crying because he only had three catches last week. Sorry, he was too busy rushing for 144 yeah. yards. But How much was it? I, I thought 144. I thought he rushed for 144. I remember seeing he had like 111 at one point. I'm like, yeah, you, 15 you carries for 144 yards. Um, so he's a must start. Uh, Gibson, in most situations, a must start. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown, has he reached must start status? You know, I was I was on the fence with Monroe St. Brown. Now I've fallen off the fence and um, fallen off the fence in a positive way. Let's I, go. I, I I'm I'm going to concede that I was wrong. Um, oh, yeah, he's good. Twelve twelve. He's good in a way that works with Jared Goff, is what I should say. Certainly, I mean he is good. Uh, yeah. It's just that he happens to have a quarterback who loves to throw the routes that he runs really well. So yeah. Yeah, it, so, works out, it works out well for both. All right, so if you're hearing this, for the foreseeable future, until something changes, Sun God must start. Uh, yeah, is, Ter- is Terry McLaurin a must start? No. Oh. What about Jahan Dotson? Are we going to start Jahan Dotson after scoring two touchdowns last week? I'm, I'm not, not going to start him this week. I'm not, I'm not going to be persuaded to start Jahan Dotson, but if I had a choice between Terry McLaurin or Jahan Dotson, I'd go Jahan Dotson. Ooh, Mike's getting spicy. spicy. Ha, muy caliente, senor. Um, yeah. I can I can say that I'm Spanish. Um, all right. Uh, Curtis Samuel, the big pickup this week. Uh, his roster percentage went from five percent to sixty-six percent on Yahoo. Um, eleven targets, eight receptions, fifty-five yards, and a touchdown. Also kicked in four rushes for seventeen yards. What are we doing with Curtis Samuel this week? We'll say three wide receiver league. Are we gonna roll with Curtis Samuel at Detroit? Um, you know what? Let me go ahead and check where I have him ranked first. All right, Mike, what do you think? Uh, the Lions were middle of the pack against wide receivers last year, so a neutral matchup. So that's not 
likely to come into play this year. Yeah, they they've gotten they've gotten better in the passing game. Um, you know, I I don't think it matters with Curtis Samuel. What matters with Curtis Samuel is how he is used. Yeah, and if they use him like they used him last week as an F, where he was um, lined up in the backfield, he was lined up as wide receiver, um, as you know, in the slot on the wing. Um, then absolutely, we're going to want to start Curtis Samuel against the Lions. Uh, but we'll we'll give it another week to see. But if if I'm in a, as you mentioned, a three wide receiver league, he's at least going in my flex flex spot. Okay, so I think the last guy that we really need to talk about in this game, because um, Logan Thomas looking good, I wouldn't start him yet if I could help it. T.J. Hawkinson is never leaving your starting lineup unless you have Gerald Everett. Carson Wentz. So Carson Wentz was a top five quarterback last week. Uh, this week he gets the Lions team that we mentioned are kind of middle of the pack uh, passing wise. Um, if you have Dak Prescott, do you think Carson Wentz is a good pivot this week uh, to start for you? I mean, if he's available on waivers, then sure. Like it's not a bad matchup or anything. I'm not mm-hmm. expecting another top five week out of Carson Wentz, but he could sneak into the top 12. Okay. Yeah. He is 48% rostered on Yahoo. So available in half, half a leagues. Yeah, Mike, what do you think? Somebody, give him I, help, I, give yeah, him I absolutely, I've been a big Carson Wentz um, proponent since before this year started. So um, it's always good to feel like you've done the right job and the correct pick. And I, of course I come through once again, a hundred percent. And since I'm always a hundred percent, I'm going to go again with Carson Wentz and say, absolutely. You do put him, especially in two QB quarterback. Mike keeps it hunted. One hundred percent. I keep it one hundred percent. Carson Wentz, your, Mike, your old love Carson Wentz or your new love Matt Ryan, forty-four percent rostered on Yahoo, going up against Jacksonville. Oh yeah, you definitely got to get Matt Ryan involved in this, especially if you can stop fumbling the ball. Um, three times, I don't know if you guys noticed, but three times he fumbled the snap. Um, I've never seen a quarterback do that. I hope I never see it again. Um, <laughs> But, um, yeah, yeah, uh, Matt Ryan, I think, finished as a QB6 last week, which was extremely surprising. Um, but, yeah, you definitely get him involved. All right. Walker, let's hit him with the win, loser, draw. All right. Win, loser, draw here. Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson. Mike, why don't you go first? Oof. Um... When Mike goes, when Mike goes, oof, you know, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Folks, big old oof. Um, I'm going to go with the loss with Michael Thomas. No, that's not the right game. Wrong game. Oh, what am I looking at? I'm looking at Jeff stuff. Terry McLaurin, DeAndre Swift, TJ Hawkinson. Um, am I? There it is. Okay. Mike's in the woods. I am in the woods. I don't know why it dropped down that way. Um, Mike's in the house with the center bedroom that's going around on Twitter today. I'm, I'm Matt Ryan. I just fumbled the snap. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, this is tough. I'm going to go win TJ Hawkinson. I think this will be his week. Lost uh, DeAndre Swift and draw Terry McLaurin. As in draw is in a bad, bad way, not in a good way. I am going lost Terry McLaurin because this is the year the shine comes off the road or what is it the shine come what does the shine come off of the chrome I don't know the bloom is off the rose there we go let's just change metaphors entirely uh DeAndre Swift is going to draw 
because he's banged up, but I think this is a, a defense that he can run on. And TJ Hawkinson's going to get the win. He's still going to get 440, but he will score a touchdown. Touchdown, TJ. Let's go. Yeah, I'm going to do the same. Uh, Hawkinson wins swift draw McLaurin loss. All right. And uh, Mike Walker, you both have Detroit winning this one, correct? Yes. Yes. I'm on an island. Let's go, Manders. I was trying to figure out how to uh, play music on the podcast so I could play the uh, USSR National Anthem when I said, let's go, commies. <laughs> There's a podcast I listen to called Bunta Vista, and they have a segment called The Poll Report, and their theme song for it is the entirety of the Polish National Anthem. There you go. Let's go. All right. Next game up, Tampa Bay travels to New Orleans, a battle of two 1-0 teams in the NFC South. This is a 44-point over-under. Tampa Bay, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Injuries in this one. Jameis Winston has a back issue. He briefly left the game on Sunday before he went uh, thermonuclear um, in uh, the fourth quarter. Uh, looks like he's going to play this week, but he's you know he has to be on the injury report. Mark Ingram is questionable with an ankle issue, which is only a problem because Alvin Kamara is truly questionable with a, a ribs issue. He did not practice on Thursday or Friday. Um, and it's looking like, you know, if you have Alvin Kamara, you probably want to pick up a backup there just in case if you don't have a good other guy on your, your team. And this is the same ribs injury that cost him effectiveness last week. So definitely something to monitor going into Sunday. Um, for Tampa Bay, uh, Chris Godwin was ruled out. Russell Gage, Mike Evans, Julio Jones are all also dealing with injuries, but are all looking as though they're going to play. Tristan Wirfs, right tackle, has a, a strained oblique that he's been dealing with. He's questionable for week one, or sorry, for week two. He played in week one, so he should be good to go. Uh, left tackle Donovan Smith is doubtful with an elbow injury, so the offensive line continues to uh, die around Tom Brady. And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Leonard Fournette, hamstring practice on Friday. He um, missed Wednesday's practice, vet day, but then he practiced on Thursday and Friday, so he should be good to go. Um, through one game, all I can see when I see all these injury reports for Tampa Bay is, is this offense in trouble? Like, Tom Brady is not, you know, he's not being Tom Brady. Every wide receiver is banged up. Leonard Fournette's banged up. The offensive line is dying. Is this Tampa Bay offense in trouble going up against the Saints defense that's normally pretty good, um, even though the Falcons laid, I think, 26 on them last week? Yeah, and not only that, they normally beat Tampa Bay, too. So, um, I, I, you know, I, I was worried about this from the beginning in the offensive line, but you guys said he was fine. It was going to be fine. I disagreed. So, it looks like I win that debate. I didn't say the offensive line was going to be fine. Okay, I did say that. That was Walker. Yeah, I was with the offensive line too. I blame I, you I entirely. I did say that. Uh, uh, Mike is really victory lapping this. I know. <laughs> well, here's the thing: it's week one. Mike's got to get all these in now before before the season actually develops. Yeah, exactly. Or, it's or like I'm me be in trouble. on Thursday night football. I was like, I got to do this right now before anything changes. <laughs> before it gets any by, deeper. By the way, Mike, we're playing each other in football absurdity experts league. You know you're gonna lose, right? It's oh, absolutely not. I'm not losing. <laughs> I'm I'm one to zero, and I'm number one in the league in points. You ain't beating me. You, you just got lucky and last week. It's all because of the namesake, Crisco Fried Chicken. Crisco Fried Chicken. There we go. I got, <laughs> all right. I got Jeff in the name, two-time t- champion. We gotta get it. That's right. 
It'll be three times. I, I get I get a quarter of the victory, so I'll be two point two five times. <laughs> he uses it as a tiebreaker. That's right. Um, so f- let's actually talk about this game. So is Tampa Bay in trouble? Like, is this not going to be the high flying prolific offense we thought it might be, or is this going to be one of the things that uh, gets put into like a social media clip reel? You know, when the when the Buccaneers are thirteen and four and going to the playoffs. Yeah, I think it's the latter for sure. Um, here, uh, they're gonna they're gonna start off slow, uh, just because they need to sort of regroup. And I mean, you had Tom Brady retired, then unretired, then you had the coach say, "Okay, I'm going to be the one that retires and is a head coach and move up stairs and get a promotion." And it, it and then you after that, you get all these offensive linemen go down. It, it's it's just been one obstacle after another. Things will settle down. Things will get you know the seas will calm. And the, the Buccaneers will, you know, balance themselves out and start becoming, you know, a playoff contending team. So right now, yes, they're in trouble, but the seas, seas will definitely settle. All right, Walker, what do you think? No, I completely agree with Mike. I, I think it, it's very unsettled right now. And, and you know, the you've seen what the one stable thing they have is the run game and Leonard Fournette looked great. So I think they'll continue to lean on that. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't expect the offense to be great in this game. And uh, I do think that they'll figure it out eventually and they'll still be a good football team. Okay, perfect. Um, With no Chris Godwin playing, if one of Julio Jones, Mike Evans, or Mike Evans misses the game, is Russell Gage suddenly a top 36 option? Because I was looking back, he was a top 100 pick before we knew about Chris Godwin, before Julio Jones showed up. And it's essentially the same situation that we were staring at. So does Russell Gage sneak in as like a back end top 36 receiver? I'm going to say no, because Brashad Perriman had a troubling amount of snaps in week one. And I just, you know, Gage has been dealing with an injury as well. He's going to play, but I, I'm just not sure that he'd be featured enough in the offense. I'd be hesitant to play him. Okay. Mike, what about, what do you think? I agree with Walker. He's one of those players that have, an opportunity to do something, but it, it's no different than him than like Marquez Valdez Scantling. You, you see him on the Chiefs, you see him with Patrick Mahomes, and you get excited about it. But it, it eventually comes down to the player, and as proven with Marquez Valdez Scantling, you know he's going to have one good game out of six. And I think Gage is sort of that same way. Now whether this is going to be the game, who knows? You know, but. I, I, I can't rely on that every week, and I can't certainly rely on, on every three weeks. It's, it's, it's one of those things that are way too far between for me to give any effort to for Russell Gage. Okay, let me ask you a question. Uh, you only can start two receivers. You have Justin Jefferson as one of them, so obviously you're starting him. Are you starting Mike Evans or Michael Thomas? Evans. You know, I since I have Justin Jefferson – um, I, I probably want to play a little bit of balance here, and I'm going to go with Michael Thomas just in case it's a game for Justin Jefferson where he just doesn't do Justin Jefferson things. And if you go with Mike Evans, he too is very explosive, so he too could be going missing. Not saying that Michael Thomas is is could go missing, but he's that PPR guy. He's that one that you know you're going to at least get you know five, six receptions out of and not just completely disappear. So with Justin Jefferson matching, I would go Michael Thomas. Okay, sounds good. Everybody else in this game is very str- – oh, Julio Jones. Um, are we starting Julio Jones this week, yes or no? Um, yeah, 
I, I think you can play him. I think you can you play can, Jarvis Landry too, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Um, is, I, this a, is this a game where we start everybody you got except for Russell Gage, I guess? <laughs> yeah, well, it might be. It depends on your team construction. I mean, if it's like a like a two wide receiver league, no, I'm not playing Jarvis Landry or uh, or Julio Jones. But in a three receiver league with a flex and stuff like that, which is a lot of what I play, then yeah, I I, I think that they're perfectly fine plays, especially as a flex guy. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. All right. Win, lose, or draw. Leonard Fournette, Michael Thomas, and Russell Gage. Um, well, I, I think I got to go with Leonard Fournette for the win. I, I, he just looks really good right now. I'm going to go with Michael Thomas with the draw and Russell Gage with the loss. Mike? Um, I'm going to go Leonard Fournette draw just because I don't, it's kind of, it would be kind of difficult for him to be more than what he's been. Um, so draw in a very good way. Michael Thomas with the loss. And Russell Gage with the win, even though I would rather have Michael start Michael Thomas than Russell Gage. So figure that one out. All right. Sounds good. Let's uh I've got Tampa Bay winning. Mike's got Tampa Bay. Walker's got New Orleans. So let's go ahead and move on to the next game. Carolina 0-1 travels to the Giants, who are miraculously 1-0. 43 and a half point over under. Giants, two point favorites. Panthers, let's start there. Andre Roberts went on uh, injured reserve. He will be missing at least four games, and uh, it looks like it's not a season ender, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, Matt Rule said Terrace Marshall had his best week at practice. Who cares? Also, <laughs> me. speaking of offensive geniuses on the, on the Carolina Panthers, here's what offensive coordinator Ben McAdoo said about Christian McCaffrey. Quote, we've got to get the ball in his hands. Thanks, Ben. Is that how offense works? Great job. Get your best player the ball. Good job. Did All right. The, did you see that this week, finally, Matt Rule figured out that you can give your players veteran days off? Yes, he did. Yeah, Christian McCaffrey got his third rest day of his entire career this week. Matt wow. Rule is finally resting him and not forcing him to take reps in practice when he's the For best no. player on the team. Right, and for no reason whatsoever. Do you think Chris McCaffrey doesn't understand the offense and exactly. defense and knows what to do with his body and everything else? It's like No, Christian McCaffrey's gotta run that drill where you like run in a line and coaches hit you with uh fungo bats. Yeah, that, like, that's he's, yeah, got, he's gotta do that. Yeah, he's gotta learn how to get his body low on, on contact. Yeah. yeah he <laughs> runs way too high for that him. Christian McCaffrey guy. <laughs> All right, so the Giants. Um Kadarius Tony's questionable with the hamstring and it doesn't look like he's going to play. Get him off your rosters. I'm sick of this guy. I'm sick of him. I'm tired of this Kadarius Tony nonsense. Kevin Thibodeau uh, is doubtful for week two with a knee issue. Um, Wandale Robinson will not be playing with a knee injury. And that's pretty much it for the Giants, except for Aaron Robinson got an appendectomy. So uh, good luck to Aaron Robinson on his I hope uh, he's doing well. Yeah. Good luck to him. I actually found out about like, what the appendix is there for and uh it did serve a purpose and it can't get any smaller or disappear because stuff gets stored there and it would like be even worse for us well thank god for my appendix yeah i have been reading and i have been reading more lately through audiobooks so i also read why is evolution true or why evolution is true and i learned that anyway i need to get blink list 
Need to get what? Blink list. I don't know what that is. Oh, blink list. They so what they do is they n- take a book and they narrow it's it down. Doing to all read. Yeah. <laughs> so so people, lazy <laughs> people like me. <laughs> lazy people who like me who like to buy books but never really read them. It's perfect. All right. Yeah, I just do audiobooks while I'm doing other stuff. Promo code absurdity on. I don't pick, read. On find an app. All right. Back to this game, Mike. You want to know? Uh, will either of these QBs be entertainable in a good way? Mike, yeah. God. Do, do, what? God, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. These I'm, guys I'm, stink. I, I was hoping. I was, I was hoping that that at least we'd get one of these guys to be entertaining. I mean, I mean, Daniel Jones runs when he can. Um, and Baker Mayfield is exciting when he's doing well. Yeah. No, no, neither of these guys. You're gonna... not. You're not going to convince me. No, I don't want anything to do with these clowns. No. Yeah, this is a um a situation where they would only be funny with like yakety sacks underneath the their highlights. Like that's the only way that they'll be entertaining. Damn. And I was hoping. Oh well. At least I so, won't have to watch this game. So let's get this game out of the way. Uh, we are starting Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, correct? Yes. Absolutely. Are we starting anybody else? Maybe Sterling Shepard. Uh, I mean, I don't want to start Sterling Shepard. But if the rest of the wide receiver core is dead, I guess if you're desperate, maybe. Sure. I mean, Richie James could also be a sneaky play in a deep league. He could be. He looked um, pretty good out there. Yeah, and, and Jones likes to throw the slot. Um, uh, other than that, I'd say that's it. All right. We all forgot about DJ oh, Moore. DJ Moore. Yeah, right. You can play <laughs> DJ Moore. Yeah, he's easy that- to forget now. That's the perfect encapsulation of the DJ Moore experience. Who? Yeah, he is eternally hyped during the preseason and draft season. And then when the season comes, everybody's like, yeah, I guess you can start DJ Moore. You can't not start him. Yeah, DJ Moore will get you that classic five for 67. Let's go. DJ Moore, 11.7 fantasy points. Yeah, I really had a difficult time. I'm sorry, Walker, go ahead. I just said every fourth week he scores a touchdown. Yeah. (laughs) Gives you hope. Gives you hope, and then he disappears for the next three weeks. Um, yeah, I really just to show you how how unfantasy related this game is. I really, really put in a lot of effort into trying to figure out the third guy to put in. On win, lose, and draw. Yeah, CMC Barkley and Sterling Shepard. Um, yeah, I will go first. Um, I think Saquon Barkley. This is going to be one of those games where we when we. Like when Y does the uh, the Fantasy 50 on Twitter, when they they talk about Saquon Barkley, we're going to talk about. And then in week two, Saquon Barkley came in 200 yards, three touchdowns, home opener, you know, going to really smack down on the Carolina Panthers. Christian McCaffrey. He will draw, I guess, because his coach realized he should get him the ball, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. It's Sir, a good thing that he's so smart. Matt Rule is so smart. Oh, yeah. Hey, no, no. Do not shortchange offensive guru Ben McAdoo. That oh, was Ben McAdoo it. who said that. What a, more oh, like yeah, Ben McAdoo. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> um, and then uh, Sterling Shepard is the loss because he's going to get two 40-yard bombs from Daniel Jones that land five yards away from him. <laughs> he keeps running after him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. Barkley wins. McCaffrey draw and Shepard loss because I think Richie James outproduces him. It's it's very possible the way they were the way Jones was targeting him in week one. I I don't disagree with that at all. 
Uh, I'll agree with you guys too. Why not? Right. Um, who cares? This game doesn't yeah. matter mostly. Right. It doesn't matter. And, and you know, the two stars are going to be CMC and Barkley. So it's, yeah. Oh, I'm going to change my, uh, my winner in this one. Cause I do not see the New York football giants going to two and zero. that is not something that I can countenance in my life. So Carolina Panthers will win this one. I agree. Mike has the giants. That's great. All right. Let's go to the next game, which is a game I want to talk about even less. So you've got the New England Patriots traveling to Pittsburgh to take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. You got Tom Brady, Big Ben, an AFC matchup for the ages. Actually, it's Mac Jones with a tummy ache and Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, This is a 40 point over under New England, two point favorites. I mentioned it. Mac Jones has a tummy ache. He's missed two practices with illness. He's looking to play this week. He also has a back injury. Ty Montgomery went on IR, and um, that's it for the Patriots. For the Steelers, Najee Harris's foot, he went from going to miss up to six weeks. You better spend all your fab on Jalen Warren, to maybe he sprained his ankle and he'll only miss three weeks, to hey, he might play this week, to no injury designation for Najee Harris. None. Yeah, that was so strange. He's too strong. Even, even in the um, the fantasy doctors um, uh, our WhatsApp, they we're all going back and forth on what the hell is going on. Um, which uh, Rappaport gave out one thing, which wasn't really the right thing, and then it, it was very confusing. So we were all in disarray on what was happening with this guy. Yeah, it was a nightmare. Everybody was spinning their uh, spinning their wheels because the Steelers were being cagey about what exactly it was. We heard foot, we heard ankle, we heard li- like it was all right. over the place. But um, <clears throat> you know what I think? I think Najee Harris. I think he's got that dog in him. He's built. Different. He's built different. He's got that dog in him. A uh, player who doesn't have that dog in him but does have a torn pectoral muscle in him is T.J. Watt. <laughs> He was placed on IR. Sorry, TJ. Um, here's my question for this game. Uh, do we have to talk about it? Can we light this game on fire and never look at it at all ever because yikes? Uh, don't start. Don't start any Patriots. If you can help it. Start yeah. Najee Harris. Start Pat Fryermuth. Start Deontay Johnson. And that's it. Yep. I agree. Mike? Yeah, I don't see any other counterpoint to what you just said. Let's go. Pittsburgh sweeps it. Next game up. Indianapolis at Jacksonville. We had to make up time somewhere, and I think the garbage doo-doo game is a great time to make up that time. Uh, Indianapolis, Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville is one or is 0-1, and, and the Colts are going to annoy me all year because they are 0-0 and 1. Uh, 46.5 point over-under. Indy four-point favorites. Uh, and in injury- first place, by the way. And in first place because they didn't lose. <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, Alec Pierce is going to miss this game with a concussion. Michael Pittman is questionable with a quad injury that he suffered in practice on Wednesday. Uh, Frank Reich is optimistic that Pittman will be fine. Uh, Monitor that. Luckily, this is a 10 a.m. game, so we'll know. Shaq Leonard is out, killing my IDP team. Jesus, come on. Absolutely killing me. I had to drop Jordan Mason, who was my uh, speculative ad to pick him up, or to pick up a backup uh, linebacker. Murdering me. Come on, Shaq Leonard, get it together. I don't know. Remember the last time he missed two games in a row, um, if he has as a professional. I mean, he might not have. Uh, He got that offseason surgery. I mean, he's missed. 
So he missed two games last year and three games the year before. So it's possible he has, but I'm not going to deep dive that. For the Jags, no injuries listed. None. Zero. Nobody was limited in practice. Nobody was, you know, dealing with a a bad tummy like Mac Jones. What is this, Madden? Yes, (laughs) it is. And that's why uh, Travis Etienne is going to get 17 targets this weekend. Uh, Mike. You are getting real existential here with with your with your question. So uh, I'll just let you go. I'll just let you go. So will will the Colts erase memories of last season, or for that matter, even last week? Um, I, I I don't know if these memories can be erased. Last season was God horrible. Um, last week was God horrible. Uh, <laughs> So are the Colts going to actually erase these or, or not? Um, well, hopefully they come out and they just. But without Shaq Leonard, it's a whole different team, I tell you. Mike, my answer is they will not erase those memories, but they will win the football game. Thank you. At least I'll take a win. I, I, I need these memories erased, but I, uh, I'll take a victory. I'm going to hold them over. I, just give me a hit. Just give me a hit of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I just not need a little. Just, <laughs> we see mike like splayed out in an alley just watching uh peyton manning highlights on his phone <laughs> just i like, needed a win i needed I just a, need win. To get a win i need to get just back one. <laughs> mike's, one mike's stumbling down the street why did just andrew luck have to retire <laughs> just andrew go back <laughs> all right um so in this game you're starting Pittman if he plays you're starting jt if he plays uh, we already talked about Matt Ryan for the Jags. Are we starting J Rob or Travis Etienne or neither? Uh, I think they're pretty even, and I think that they're both flex plays. Mike, J Rob, Etienne, or Naheem Hines? Naheem Hines. Hines. I would so you're starting Naheem Hines over both of them? I would. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry, I, 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 my brain broke for a second there. See, I disagree. The, we'll see. Okay, the difference is is that I don't know if ETN is going to get the touchdown or if Robinson's going to get the touchdown. But but I you know Hines isn't going to get the touchdown. He's not going to get a touchdown, but he's going to catch a hell of a lot of passes. So um, that's why. I'm going uh, J. Rob, ETN, Hines. I just don't trust the Hines role yet. Uh, let's see. Um, Hines. Hines, uh, for the Jags, Christian Kirk, has he evolved to must start? He's close. He's getting there. If uh, he gets he, he 80 yards, if he gets six for 80 in this game, does he evolve to must start? No, because that's what he did last week. He got 117 or something. Oh, yeah. He had six catches, though. So, uh, yeah, I think Trevor Lawrence, the Christian Kirk um, combination is, is really, really solid. Um, but... Again, we've seen we've seen this before with with um with Christian Kirk where he's great for a couple of weeks and then all of a sudden he becomes the the red dress character on Star Trek and and disappears. Um so uh I yeah, I don't know. I think you can trust it now, but don't don't get confident. Don't get great shot, kid, don't get cocky. All right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, win, lose, or draw. Mike has uh, James Robinson, Jonathan Taylor, and Travis Etienne, and I will go first. Uh, win is Jonathan Taylor because all he does is win. Uh, 
draw is going to be James Robinson and lose is going to be Travis Etienne. Even though I said I'd start Etienne over James Robinson. Let's go. Uh, doesn't make any sense. Um, I'm going with a win for JT, a draw for Etienne, and a loss for Robinson. Walker, you see I'm playing both sides, so I always come out on top. But you're right on top of the fence, and it's poking into your, your butt. And you, <laughs> you don't know what I like. Up in there, up in there. All right, Mike, win, lose, or draw? Um, I'm going to go Robinson win, uh, JT draw, Etienne loss. All right, we have a clean sweep for the Colts. Last 10 a.m. game, Baltimore hosts Miami. Both teams are 1-0, point over-under. Baltimore, 3.5-point home favorites. Feels small. Ronnie Stanley is doubtful to play in this game for the Ravens, and then they have a whole mess of secondary problems. Marcus Peters is a true questionable. Marlon Humphreys, I'm sorry, Humphrey, I pulled a Midwest move there and unnecessarily pluralized a name. We'll uh, do that. What'd you say? I hate when people do that. They do it around <laughs> here so much. It's, it's a classic Midwest nice. move. Sucks. Yeah. Marlon Humphrey, singular, did not practice on Friday with a groin issue. Um, so uh, the secondary is going to be a little bit beat up. J.K. Dobbins is questionable for week two with a knee injury. He got in a full practice session all week. I'm not starting him in his first game after he basically said his knee exploded in the offseason. No, I'm not either. Mike, are you starting J.K. Dobbins? No, no, not at all. I mean, I, I know that, that that Ravens offense is built for running backs, just like the 49ers are. But, yeah, I, I don't even know how much playing time he's actually even going to get coming off of this situation. It seems like late. They're just, they don't seem that they're, like, absolutely positive. Didn't he even miss practices this week? I think he did. Um, I, yeah, I'm not I'm not secure on Robin. I mean, not on Robin, but Dobbins. <laughs> <laughs> coming off the situation <laughs> <laughs> the situation jk dobbins had jk dobbins had a knee situation he had a, had a real bad knee situation all right injuries on the other side teron armstead has a toe issue that he's dealing with limited participant in wednesdays and thursdays practices um not seeing anything for friday uh, but it's looking like he should be able to go this weekend right tackle austin jackson went on ir and Cedric Wilson uh, missed practice with a toe issue, but practiced on Thursday. Looks like maybe they were cautious with him with a vet day. And that is it for injuries to the Miami Dolphins. So in this game, Walker has a very straightforward question. Yes, I want a yes or no answer. Will Mark Andrews score a touchdown? Yes, let's go. I agree. He does score a touchdown. Woo! I agree. It's clean sweep. Let's go. All right, uh, starting in this game, you will start Tyree Kill. You will start Jalen Waddle. You will start Chase Edmonds. You will start Rashad Bateman. Question? Uh, Yeah, probably. You will start Mark Andrews. You will not start Mike Gesicki. No, no. get him out of here. You will not start Tua Tungo-Vailoa. I wouldn't. Mike? Um, Mike, don't do it! <laughs> don't you I do it. I want to do it, though. I really do. Um, do it. I'm going to say I really want to, but I don't think he's – you're not going to start him, not now, just because you probably have someone that's, you know, in the top six or seven anyways. You drafted Tua as a backup. He's not going to be that explosive where he finishes at a QB4 range. So, you can start no. Tua if you had Dak. That's the only time you can. Yes. 
Agreed. Agreed to that situation, yes. No, because Marcus Mariota is like 11% rostered. That's a good point, actually. I would start Mariota. <laughs> yeah. Because he'll run a bunch. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Mariota, with him running, um, does make that's a good, huge yeah, difference. Good point, I mean, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah. Get that's why Taysom Hill is, is a good pick whenever Taysom Hill plays quarterback. Oh, God. We forgot to talk about Taysom Hill. Don't do it. All right. Back to this game. <laughs> but, yeah. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't start uh, to attack with Viola. All right. Um, this game, very straightforward. Uh, would you start Lamar Jackson? Mike, don't talk. <laughs> I would. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, I, I would I Would start Lamar Jackson, indeed. All right, bold move. All right, in this game. Uh, I would not start Lamar Jackson. Get out. Um, <laughs> Devin DuVernay or yay? Nay. Not, not a big role. Uh, two touchdowns is not repeatable. I, I don't expect that to continue. But have you considered that he leads the league in touchdowns? Does he? I'm assuming. I'm assuming nobody has three touchdowns. No, nobody has three. There's a couple so, no. that had two. Uh, probably he's tied, though, I would guess. Yeah, but he's still leading the league. He's leading yeah, the league. That's you true. have to learn I how to state, state statistics in the least or in the most disingenuous way possible to make your point. Devin yeah. DuVernay, who leads the league in touchdowns, is a sit for us this week. That's correct. Woo! Put it in bold, put it on the website. Put it on Twitter. Put it on the SEO. Getting those clicks. Get them clicks. Okay, win, lose, or draw. Rashad Bateman, Jalen Waddell, Chase Edmonds. I'm going to go with draw because I have a feeling Chase Edmonds will have the same game every week. And the question is if he scores. Uh, I will go win Jalen Waddell against this beat-up secondary for the Ravens. And I will go lose Rashad Bateman. The volume's going to get spread around too much, and he's going to struggle. And people are going to start to ask if they should drop or bench Rashad Bateman. And to that, I say no, but he will still struggle in this game. Mike? Um, I, yeah, I was actually going to go with the win until Jeff spoke. Thanks a lot, Jeff. You're welcome. Uh, so um, I'm I'm actually going – whatever all the points that Jeff made are – yeah, what I would say. So um, get him. I yeah, I agree. I agree Definitely with him. All right, uh, we got a Baltimore clean sweep in this one. Absolutely. All right, so let's go on to the next game. Russell Wilson. Oh wait, no, hold on. Seattle Seahawks and Geno Smith won in Week One. They're one and zero. San Francisco zero and one. Forty-one and a half point over under in Santa Clara. Niners nine and a half point home favorites. Wow. That's a lot of points. The, the Seahawks will cover. <laughs> it will happen. Um, so, uh, it, 49ers injuries. Uh, Daniel Brenskill ruled out for this one. He hasn't practiced since training camp, so that's not surprising. George Kittle returned to practice on Friday for his first practice of the season. He's questionable and a game-time decision. Um, there are decent pivots available. Uh, Revan Jordan, Albert Okwigbunum playing at the same time um but that's pretty cool cool comment not really robert tunyon's a good pivot hayden uh hurst. hayden hurst um and then uh that's pretty much it so unless those guys are on the waiver wire you probably have to pivot to somewhere else with george kittle because i don't feel comfortable that he's going to play on sunday um 
The big question with the 49ers and injuries is Elijah Mitchell's not going to play in this game. It looks like Jeff Wilson's going to be the starting running back, but he was so bad as a starting running back last year that the 49ers started giving their star wide receiver running back touches. So that's just something to think of. Jordan Mason is the hot stash. I said Tyrion Davis price is probably the smarter stash because Jordan Mason is a special teamer Um, for the Seahawks. uh, Jamal Adams probably missing the season. He had quad surgery. Uh, It was initially reported that he would miss the season, but then Pete Carroll went on the radio and said, not necessarily because that's what Pete Carroll does. Ken Walker had his hernia miraculously healed. He's all better. He will make his debut against the 49ers this week. And that is it for injuries to the Seahawks. Folks. Huh? Go green. No, go green. Don't go green. Ken Walker. Go red. Go green. Because of Michigan State, not go red because of communism. Okay, (laughs) and the 49ers. My question for this game, which I looked at the forecast, I will be in this game, I will be in this weather, I won't be in this game, I would get killed, but I will be in this weather, I will be in the stadium. So, the weather is something that is very important to me. They are currently looking at less than half an inch of rain. The um, game between the Bears and the Niners last week. On Sunday, Chicago had four and a third inches of rain. This is not the same situation. So my question is, does Trey Lance bounce back against Seattle, who was actually the first team he had extended reps against? And in a half, he threw for two touchdowns and uh, I believe like 150 yards in in one half of action, rushed for, I think, 50. So does he bounce back and shut everybody up talking about Jimmy Garoppolo in San Francisco? Yeah, I think he does. Um, I think he's going to have a good game. Um, Seattle won the game against Denver, but they gave up 340 passing yards to Russ, and Russ didn't look great. So And should uh, have scored two touchdowns and should have actually lost that game. Right. So Yeah, it should have been 30-17. to 17. Like, let's yeah, be clear. Absolutely, yeah. Seattle got lucky to win that one, which credit to them for winning it. But, you know, I still don't think this is a good football team. So I I like Lance's chances. To have a great week. Uh, Trey Lance, more like great chance. Ooh, that's a good got him. Milky chance. Ooh. The band. All right. Uh, Trey Lance, um, <clears throat> over under uh, one one K spent at the strip club. Oh, over easily. <laughs> Way over. Okay. He was tossing bands. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was going crazy. Mike, did you see the video of Trey Lance in a strip club? <laughs> no, I did not. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, he had he had strippers twerking. And he was he was doing like classic like think of like a mid two thousands rap video making it rain. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, just like had had the stack in his hand. It was just like making it go. Yeah. Um. Uh, right so on. good for him. Good, good for him. Um, so Devo Samuel's a start in this one. Trey Lance is a start. Oh, I know what I was gonna say. Uh, the Seahawks should have lost that game last week. And there was a clip that came out from, uh, I believe it was NFL um, films of Ty- of Tyler Lockett basically telling the defense, he's like, all right, this is what we did on offense last year. And I'm watching him. He does the exact same thing. So when he does this, it's a go route. When he does this, it's that. When he does this, is that. And they had that insider information and they still almost lost. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they, they were getting, they were getting tipped pitches and they, uh, still about the ball, the yeah, <laughs> they were they're getting they uh they were banging the trash can, but nobody was listening. Wow. Um. So uh, let's see. We're starting Rashad Penny, right? 
Ooh. I don't really think so. Okay. Mike, what do you think? I don't know. I wasn't too... I don't know what happened to the 49ers. I, I, as I texted you, I um, charted the game, and yeah. it, was, it was very weird. It was they, the, this defense completely dominated the, the Chicago Bears for three and a half quarters and then just gave it up. And There's penalties and then plays breaking down and nobody covering Dante Pettis. Dante Pettis! All people. <laughs> All people, that's right. Um, Jeff, not so, mad. I'm, uh, don't do me a favor. Do not let them put in the paper that I'm mad. <laughs> you might I'm get not. censored forever. Um, he was the guy that blocked you, right? Yeah, I I um I uh, supported him so much that he thought I was making fun of him and blocked me. That's an extremely funny thing to have. <laughs> no, it is very funny. Um, so yeah, the intelligent quotient of, of, of Pettis isn't, isn't very high, which is maybe one of the reasons why he hasn't been a good football player. Um, but yeah, you know, I, again, I think the four are going to run the ball like crazy, even though they're, they're without Elijah Mitchell, um, Jeff Wilson will definitely play a big role in this, but yeah, I, will they bounce back? I think the chances are the answer is yes, but I still pick Seattle to win the game. Sir, the question was, is this your handwriting? Mike, I asked about if we're starting Rashad Penny. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I, got, I, I, I got off on on, on Pettis. Um, Mike just Mike was like, I don't like that question. I'm answer- <laughs> I want to answer my own question. Um, yeah, I, I think I think I think you do absolutely. Yeah, Rashad Penny. Yeah. All right. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Brandon Ayuk or Tyler Lockett. Ayuk. Ayuk or Lockett. Yeah, I'm going to have to go Ayuk, especially if Kittle doesn't play. Let me ask this. Are Trey Lance, Debo Samuel, and DK Metcalf the, the only must-starts in this game, assuming no George Kittle? I, I don't think you start DK Metcalf. Continue. I, oh, why? I mean, Geno Smith, um, there's just no reason. What, what did he produce last week? Uh, like 35 yards yeah yeah five for 35 or something like that right so i i I see the similar kind of situation five for 35 that's not starting seven for 36 please do not shortchange to kaylin zacarias metcalf (laughs) love that name i don't know why great name he should just go by decaylin that's yeah, DK Metcalf, AJ Dillon are uh, hiding amazing name all stars right now. It's ridiculous. Yeah, isn't AJ Dillon's Augustine or something like that? He's Algiers something. Oh, Algiers. yeah, Algiers Jamal. Yeah, Algiers Jamal Dillon. Amazing name. That's insane. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, I think, yeah, I think uh, uh, Jeff Wilson only if you're desperate. He's going to get 16, 17 touches. And, against, he's gonna get, and he's going to have about two and a half yards per touch. Yeah, and but here's the thing. Seattle was really bad against the running backs running the ball last week for the um, for the Broncos. But that was also Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon, who are also much better than Jeff Wilson. Much, much better, yeah. Much, much better. So I think Jeff Wilson only if you're desperate. Brandon Ayuk's kind of like a deep league flex type play. Um, if Kittle doesn't play, I like Ayuk. I just... I ranked as if Kittle was playing. So, yeah, if Kittle's out, then Ayuk's a good play. Yeah, but here's my thing about the Chicago game was the Niners were 
there were more like downfield looks to like Jawan Jennings. And I don't know if it was Danny Ray or not, or somebody, somebody else was getting downfield looks for the Niners. So it, it could be a situation where Brandon Ayuk just kind of gets swallowed up. Um, but Debo Samuel, who will score a rushing touchdown. You heard it here first, folks. Actually, you probably didn't hear first. You probably heard it somewhere else first. Is this, um, on Davis Price, is he going to, is he going to be back? He'll, he'll probably be active. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he was inactive last week because it was a math problem, and Jordan Mason plays special teams. And I know this is the same exact thing I said about yeah, like Trey Sermon last right. year. Yeah. But, but, but Jordan Mason did not get into the game getting significant carries afterwards. So that's the difference between uh, Trey Mason and, and TDP, I think, this year. Um, win, lose, or draw. Trey Lance, DK Metcalf, Rashad Penny. Mike, it sounds like DK Metcalf is your lose. Yeah, it's pretty close between him and Penny. Um, I I mean, even though I'd start Penny, I don't have, especially against the 49ers defense that, I don't know, just, just decided to take a vacation um, halfway through the third quarter. Uh, but I think they learned from that. So um, I'm going to I'm going to go DK, the loss, Penny, the draw and Trey Lance. Why not? He's. He scores a couple of touchdowns this week and he gets the victory. Let's go. Oh, all right, Walker, what do you think? Yeah, I'm gonna go with. Nobody's talking to you, woman. You found this on the web. <laughs> Take a look, y'all. <laughs> uh, that's that's what my voice just did. Uh, win for Trey Lance. I'm gonna go with a draw for DK and a loss for Penny. I'm gonna go win for Trey Lance. Loss for DK Metcalf, loss for Rashad Penny, win for the Niners, loss for the Seahawks, loss for Pete Carroll, win for Kyle <laughs> Shanahan, win for the good guys. Nice drive home. Let's go. Niners win. You mispronounced it. It's Feet Errol. Feet Errol. That's right. Mike thinks the Seahawks are going to win because he's being uh, oppositionally defiant. I am being very oppositional. Defiant. Yeah, I know. Mike I cannot, hates the Niners. I can't support the Niners in any way. No way, no how. This is how, so Mike, you go like, how can you, how could you live in the Bay Area and not be a Warriors fan? This is what I was doing when the Warriors were really good and I was living in the Bay Area. This is what I was doing. <laughs> no, like, I'm a I Kings. not going to support that no, team. No, no, I'm a Kings fan. I'm a Kings fan. <laughs> I, I love Francisco Garcia. Did you have Grievous Vasquez? We did. There you go. Yeah, we had Grievous, Grievous Vasquez, Vasquez at one point. Because that was didn't Grievous come like right after Star Wars? The he he came into the league right around General Grievous and Star Wars. Yeah, like yeah. I want to say he came in in like 2007, which would have been right around when the prequels came came, came out. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, Walker also has the Niners winning next game, and we need to hurry up. We have done seven games, or we have seven games left. Uh, Atlanta travels to the Rams. Atlanta 0 and 1. Rams. I'm sorry. Yeah. My brain would not my my brain would not accept that the Rams were 0 and 1, but they were 47 point over under Rams, 10 and a half point favorites. Uh, we're not even going to pretend like the Falcons are going to win this one. No. Uh, injuries in this game. Um, Damian Williams is out with a rib issue. That means it's Tyler Algier season spelled S Z N. That's the only notable injury for the Falcons for the Rams. Uh, Joe Noteboom left tackle is questionable. Uh, he had limited practices all week, um, and it looks like he's going to play on Sunday. Uh, oh, I didn't see this. Leonard Floyd suffered a knee injury in practice this week. Uh, oh, 
Hold on, let me see. Uh, nothing structurally wrong, so he should be oh, okay. okay. He probably just tweaked it. Yeah. Uh, Van Jefferson won't play this week with a knee issue. And Sean McVay said Allen Robinson needs to be more involved. And he also said Cam Akers needs to not be such a freaking bum if he wants to get more touches. He actually said he needs, quote, an increased level of urgency. And I actually do- I looked into that quote because people were like, good. he got three touches. What is he talking about? And it's actually going back to training camp. I guess Cam Akers has been a loafer. And uh, that's why Sean McVay has been uh, putting him in the doghouse. Well, so, I mean, he, he, he doesn't show. Maybe, maybe it's heart more than it was than it is actually Achilles. I don't know. Well, James Robinson looked good coming back from the Achilles. So uh, that, that's what I'm saying. That yeah. Maybe it's more heart. Maybe it's that he was never that good to begin with. Or it could that's be talent. Also, it could be that. that. That's also possible. Could be that. All right, Mike, you want to know the same question I had about Trey Lance. You have about. Uh, never heard of this guy. Walker, do you know who this Matthew Stafford guy is? Yeah, I've heard of him. Is he going to bounce back this week, whoever he might be? Against Atlanta? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, absolutely. Like, the Bills crushed him because they were able to rush four and get home. The Falcons are not going to be able to do they that. They can't do that. They can't do that. And Stafford's very good against the Blitz. So, uh, good luck. I think this is a big bounce back game for the Rams. I think they take out a lot of their frustrations on the poor hapless uh, Falcons. Yeah, I should, I, I should have rephrased that question because that's pretty of an obvious question. I should, how will Matt Stafford rebound from a poor week one? Will he like more, 300 yards or a couple touchdowns or how, how I, will he perform? I think, I, think, for, I think more passing yards, more touchdowns and fewer interceptions than last week. That's how he bounces back. All right. Sounds good. I'm going yeah. with 275, three touchdowns. Ooh. In a pick. He's got probably, get a, pick in probably there. a pick with yeah. AJ Terrell, yeah. Yeah, and I'm also going 325 because I think they're really going to be pushing it downfield. Like they're they have some they have some frustration to get out. I think after yeah. losing uh, during their uh, unveiling ceremony. Right. So uh, um, start Daryl Henderson this week. I think so. I would. Yeah, after what what you just said, that what, what Dave just said, uh, absolutely start Henderson. All right. Uh, are we starting? Are we trusting Allen Robinson this week? Uh, I think if you picked him, you're probably playing him this week. I, I'm not trusting him. I got to see a game. I got to just see a game out of that's, him. That's fair. Yeah. Until I I do it. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um. So. Cooper Cup's an obvious start. Kyle Pitts is an obvious start. Marcus Mariota, sneaky start. Uh, Matt Stafford, back-end quarterback one. And we just talked about Hendo. Uh, oh, Tyler Higby. Uh, he's a bum. No, I don't I don't want to play Higby consistently. All right, Cordero Patterson, also a must-start. Yes. Uh, pretty close, yeah. He, yeah. He's, he's going to have a good week. I think, he, I think you ride him till the wheels fall off, just like last year. Cordero. Cordero. Corduroy. Corduroy Patterson. All right. Um, Mike, who's your win, loser, draw in this game? My win, loser, draw or is Cordero Patterson, Cooper Cup, spelled with a K for some strange reason, and um, Pitts, who's, who's been the Pitts. Spelled with a P for some reason. Um, I'm going to go – this is a good good question because – um, these are the three guys most likely to have the biggest fantasy impact on this game. Um, I'm going to say, trying to think, Kyle Pitts is the lose because 
what what are they doing with this man? Uh, Cooper Cup is the win because he is the vessel through which Matthew Stafford will get his rage out. And Cordero Patterson, Cordero, is going to be the draw, but the draw is like 90 yards and like six catches. Yep, completely agree. Uh, Pitts loss, Cup win, Patterson draw. I, I yep. That that's a that's a threesome. Yes. Agreed. Whoa. Menage a trois. Menage uh. Trois. Nope. None of these names are good for Menage a trois. I was like Menage a Pitts. Nope. That doesn't work. It's Menage a trois. <laughs> Pitts Menage uh Menage. No. None of this works. All right. Uh, we all have the Rams winning. We said that. Correct. Next game up. Cincinnati goes to Dallas. Uh, two teams that lost in Week One. Uh, 41 and a half point over under since he's seven and a half point favorites. Dak is not playing in this one. Michael Gallup is not playing in this one. Mike McCarthy said Kellen Moore's a bonehead. Um, <laughs> Jalen Tolbert. Much. Yeah. Mike McCarthy said Jalen Tolbert doesn't know how to play football. Um, trying to think what else. Uh, that's it. What, what uh, Mike McCarthy actually said was that uh, Kellen Moore has to be smarter with play calling. And that Jalen Tolbert is a step behind uh, the other guys on special wow. teams. On special team. For the Bengals, T. Higgins has a concussion. He missed time with a personal issue. I believe it. I heard that his father passed away. Something like that, yeah. He, yeah, so. Uh, Higgins, Higgins looks like he's going to play. Yeah, but yeah, he's going to play. Um, and that's the only injury for the uh, Bengals. Um, so in this game. Um, oh, Walker, this is a great question. Let's talk about C.D. Lamb. Yeah, is CD worth starting with Cooper Rush at QB? Do you have three wide receivers? In I in, in most of my leagues, yes. Then yes. Because yeah. I cannot think of 36 guys that I would start over CD Lamb. Right. I I think he's a fringe wide receiver too. So I I think this week you're probably still starting him. Mike, what do you think? <sighs> This is so difficult because, I, I mean, talking about disappearing, I mean, he's not too far behind Allen Robinson in, in the invisible act here. Uh, and then you throw in Prush uh, as a quarterback, you're, you're just basically pulling the curtains upon the invisible guy. Uh, yeah, I, I'll give it one more week. Why not? Um, I'm I'm. I, I don't, but to be honest, would you guys start Higgins over over CD? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, that's how far CD's really just kind of gone for me too. I agree with that. Um, well, I mean, preseason they were like t- uh, wide receiver like six and twelve by ECR. So. Oh, I'm not thinking Higgins. I'm sorry. I was thinking Boyd. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, that's a completely different story. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah I, well. I I would not play Boyd over Lamb. Definitely not. Okay. Yeah. But you're talking about like wide receiver like 28 and like 38. So it's not inconceivable that you would have to make that decision on your roster. One thing I forgot to mention, by the way, going back to the last game, Kyle Pitts ran the same number of routes as uh, Logan Thomas, who has a messed up knee, and fewer than Kylan Granson and Juwan Johnson. So again, Atlanta, what are you doing with Kyle with Kyle Pitts? He did not run a route on more than half of his snaps. Stupid. Anyways, back to this game. Um, Jeez, that's crazy. What, so they just have him. Uh, blocking? I like 
Yeah, yeah I, he he must be um, in the in the wide position like all game. I did see him on the line a lot. So oh, yeah, that would be why. Yeah. As in the letter Y. <laughs> Folks. All right. Um, I'm trying to think. So Cincinnati, you're starting Joe Mixon. You're starting Jamar Chase. You're starting T. Higgins if he plays. We talked about C.D. Lamb. Um, Zeke, you're starting. Burrow, you're starting, right? Even last week's effort, we're hopping back on that horse. I think you start Burrow this week. And I'm yeah, not against even Dallas, Burrow yeah. Fan. Okay. He, he still threw three touchdowns, right, and over 300 yards. Yeah, I mean, he got there, but it was not fun to watch. No, when, when you're throwing four picks. Yeah. yeah. Um, Tony Pollard's interesting. So Tony Pollard struggled mightily last week. Again, uh, sorry to my brother-in-law, who I told to start Tony Pollard last week. Six rushes for eight yards, two receptions for 14 yards. Ooh. Um, You cannot start him right now, right? He doesn't oh. have that appeal. No, you can't start him. Not like but, last year, even. Would you, if you're in a roster crunch, cut Tony Pollard? No, not yet. Okay. Mike? It would be a thought, but I don't think I could pull the trigger. Okay. Sounds good. By the way, Will Disley at 20% of the team's uh, air yards last week. Sorry, I just saw that in the uh, the app that I was looking at. All right. Uh, I think that does it for this game in terms of who to start. You're not start. Oh, you're starting Dalton Schultz. You're not starting Hayden Hurst if you can help it. Yep. Yep. Uh, and then sneaky start, very deep leagues. I've been saying it. Noah Brown uh, might be baby Jacoby Myers, but that's a sneaky start. I picked him up in my 16-team league, and I'm not starting him, so that gives you an idea of what I'm thinking there. There you go. Uh, uh, win, lose, or draw. Walker has Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, and T. Higgins. I'm going to go... It's hard to tell because I have a feeling Chase is going to be Trevon Diggs, which means he's either going to win or lose. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to go he's going to win against Trevon Diggs. Uh, I'm going to go mix and draws, which is 18 carries for 75 yards and a touchdown. And T. Higgins loses because that's just what needs to happen with the three guys. Yeah, I agree. Um, Yeah. Once again, a menage a trois. We got to have a better term for that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we got a clean sweep of Cincinnati going to one and one. Here, let me ask you both a quick question really quick before we get on to the, uh, the next one. So assuming Dak is out till Halloween, okay? Tell me how many of these games are wins. Bengals, Giants, Commanders, Rams, Eagles, Lions, Bears. Three. Two. Tell me how many of those games are prolific scoring outputs from the from the Cowboys. Like one, maybe. Yeah. Okay. He, I want everybody to keep that in mind going forward when Dalton Schultz drops down to being a four for 40 guy, a guy that you can't drop but isn't doing a lot for you. And when CeeDee Lamb gets like 11 targets for five catches and 60 yards, which, God, I would have love to have that last week cd but it's you have to drop the expectations for all the offense zeke elliott gets 18 carries for 85 yards and doesn't score and you know his three targets all get blown up in the backfield this offense is not going to be good and they're not going to win games so you're hoping for garbage time so don't watch the dallas cowboys if you can help it which sucks because two of those games are in prime time 
Yeah, because the league loves to put Dallas on TV. Yeah. Uh, Walker, I'm pretty sure you saw, but Mike, I don't think you saw. Did you see what the Monday night football game is in week three? No, I didn't. It's just like the schedule makers drew it up. Cooper Rush, Daniel Jones, Monday night football. Bum, 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 bum. All right, next game up, Houston at Denver. Houston is 0-0-1. Denver is 0-1, you know, because Nathaniel Hackett loves to kick it. 45-point over-under in this one. Denver is, uh, it looks like the uh, Vegas thinks Denver is going to get out their frustrations on Houston. Uh, They are 10-point favorites in this one. Uh, Injuries in this game uh, for the Broncos. uh, KJ Hamler, play it safe with his knee and hip, just if you're holding on to him, even in a deep league, just let him go. It's not going to happen. Um, and that's pretty much it, except for an injury to Randy Gregory, who is questionable, who I didn't even realize was on the Broncos. Um, Revan Jordan is questionable with an ankle injury, um, but uh, Pep Hamilton said he expects him to play. Justin Britt is out for week two. Uh, it's undisclosed. Nobody knows what's going on there. And um, that is it for the Houston Texans. So my question is, is in this game, do the Texans emphasize Damian Pierce? Uh, Damian Pierce was a guy who snuck up, um, I mean, into the fourth round in a lot of places during the uh, after the Texans cut Marlon Mack. Last week, 11 carries for 33 yards, uh, one catch for six yards. Um, without Shaq the, Leonard. Without Shaq Leonard. Do, and in five quarters. It was a 20 to 20 That's tie. True. Yep. Do the Texans go back to Damian Pierce, or should we all be going to pick up sexy Rexy Burkhead as a pass catching back? Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be still more Burkhead than Pierce. Pierce didn't do anything to really show that he deserves more touches. Um, So I I don't think they emphasize him this week. Mike, what do you think? It depends on what are you you emphasizing, like 17 carries or what is what do you mean by emphasizing? I mean, emphasizing. Whatever that means to you, Mike. Whatever that means to me, I will say an absolutely no. They will not emphasize Damian Pierce. I agree, because here's the thing. Uh, James Robinson, 11 carries for 66 yards last week. We all said, I don't know if we trust it. Uh, Damian Pierce had the same number of carries and half as many yards in an extra quarter. So I don't know if Houston can trust Damian Pierce at this point, also Damian Pierce is not their pass catching back. Um, that would be sexy Rexy Burkhead. And they're going to have to throw in this one. I do not trust Damian Pierce. I don't think the Texans particularly trust Damian Pierce at this point. I think it's going to be a problem for people who spent a lot of money on Damian Pierce. But um, said do not do, do, do not, not do. do it. You hear that? If Joe Berg is listening, I hope Joe Berg is listening, who I forced to pay $39 for Damian Pierce on our salary cap. league you get home. Oh, damn. You drove up the price on him. That's right. That I did. Um, I love it, yeah. So let me ask this. So we've got uh, the wide receivers in this game. Judy Sutton Cooks. You've got Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams. And you've got Russell Wilson. Is there anybody else in this game that we're starting? Mm, no. What about I'm, Albert Okwagbanum? No. no. You, could, you could start uh, Brett Brookhead. Not okay. Um, you could put him. I, I think he's flex worthy for sure. Yeah. So in like, a, I think he's going to evolve into being like this year's like JD McKissick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah something like yeah, that. Yeah. Where he's so. always he always finishes as like RB thirty seven. Mhm. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, he finishes with like 55 yards per game, but six of them are catches. So he's a right. valuable asset for you. Exactly. Um, so are we still starting Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton, though? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I like what they I saw out of both of them. Um, both of them had a really strong role. Jerry Judy caught that 70. I don't know if Jerry Judy did anything else outside of that. Uh, I don't know Not if he did, lot. but we also saw that the Seahawks knew when Russell Wilson was going deep. So, I mean, it seemed to me like they were having Jerry Judy run the deeper patterns and routes, and they had Cortland Sutton working underneath. At least right. that's what I saw. I, yeah. I Granted, I was cooking dinner while I was watching the game, so I might have missed it. But um, that would, if the Seahawks knew when they were going deep, obviously that would neutralize Jerry Judy. So. Yeah. Jeff was making his four bags of broccoli for dinner. No, I was not making four bags of broccoli for dinner. I forget what I was making, but it was not four bags of broccoli. It was my, two my, bags. I didn't eat two bags or four <laughs> bags of broccoli for dinner. T-shirt is bringing up a lot of questions answered by my shirt. First of all, it's two bags of broccoli that I did one time and it gave me a really bad stomach ache. I can imagine. Yeah, so I only eat one bag of broccoli now. I was full of fiber. Um... I mean, we gave, we gave this game the respect it deserves. Denver's going to win. Let's Denver move on to the next one. All right. All right. Arizona and Las Vegas are the next uh, teams going up against it. I was defending my broccoli. I forgot to pull up their thing. Uh, <laughs> this is a uh, two winless teams going up against uh, each other in Las Vegas, and I'm definitely not stalling. This is a 51.5 point over-under. Vegas, 5.5 point favorites. And let me look at these injuries that I've definitely had up on my screen this whole time. Zach Ertz, who was limited last week with a calf issue, is not on the final injury report. Cornerback Trayvon Mullen is questionable with a toe issue. He was able to practice this week, and it looks like he's going to play. J.J. Watt was held out of practice this week, uh, early in the week, but was able to get limited sessions. Uh, It looks like he's up in the air about if he will play or not. Andy Isabella will not play, but honestly, if he did play, would anybody notice? Rondale Moore will not play with a hamstring issue. Um, and that is it for, uh, I almost said St. Louis. For the Cardinals, for Arizona, Brandon Bolden for the Raiders is doubtful to play this week with a hamstring issue. So I guess it's Amir Abdullah season. I don't know. <laughs> Raiders signed Keelan Cole off the practice squad. Uh, and uh, that is it for injuries to the Raiders. Um, all right. So in this game, Mike, what do you want to know? What I want to know is, will there be a top, what did I say, 20 or 20? 20. Top 20 uh, wide receiver, fantasy wide receiver outside of Devontae Adams. In this game? In this game. Marquise Brown scores a touchdown, so yes. Yeah, I agree. I think Marquise Brown is a top 20 guy this week. But I am concerned about Hunter Renfro. Yeah, I don't think Hunter Renfro even comes really that close to that. Yeah, and um, I'm concerned about... Oh, you know who's going to be top 20? Dorch. Greg the Keg Dorch. We got Daryl the Barrel. We got Greg the Keg. Let's go. This is a very rounded squat team. Dorch is going to scorch. He's going to... Dorch is going to scorch. That's much better. Um, But yeah, I think it's Hollywood Brown, and I think that... Hollywood Brown, Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, James Conner are the only guys you feel good about starting. Zach Ertz. 
That kept that list kept going. So it's yeah, a lot. Of, that's a lot of guys in this yeah. game. Actually. So, yeah. so um, those guys that I listed. So Ertz, Waller, Kyler, Marquise Brown, Devonte Adams. Are any of them, or Josh Jacobs? Are any of those guys that you probably don't want to be starting this week? I'd play all of them and Connor too. And Connor. Yeah, Connor for sure. My guy gets 12 carries for 13 yards and a touchdown. Let's go, James Conner. Um, there isn't much to talk about in this game. We're not playing Hunter Hunter Renfro. We're not. Oh, Derek Carr. Would we start Derek Carr against this truly dreadful Arizona secondary that gave up five touchdowns in week one? I would. I think you can. But, Bounce again, back. but again, you're looking. Also, you're looking at did you draft Derek Carr? as you know a top 12 or did you get him as a backup um if you get him as as a top 12 then absolutely if you got him as a backup probably not all right mike said too many words we're gonna have to play the game Derek carr or matthew stafford versus atlanta i was wondering when this was gonna start i've been trying to trying to Carr, matthew stafford versus atlanta uh i'm going oh that's a tough one um i'm gonna go matthew stafford walker Stafford. Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins at Philadelphia? Cousins. Carr. I am also going Carr in this one. Uh, Derek Carr or Thomas Edward or Thomas Patrick Edward Brady? Carr. Brady. Derek Carr or Aaron Rodgers versus Chicago? Carr. Carr. And last one, Derek Carr or Trey Lance? We didn't get what? <laughs> Walker. Uh, oh, they said it. Uh, oh, I, I didn't hear him. Or Lance. I'll go with Lance. Lance. All right, Mike, Lance or, or Carr? I'm gonna I'm gonna go Carr for F, uh, right now. Make down the couple more games. I'll probably go Lance. All right. Uh, win, loser, draw. We've got Carr, Murray, and Jacobs. I will go. Go a draw for Carr. I'll say a loss for Jacobs and a win for Murray. I'm going to go win for Carr, draw for Murray, loss for Jacobs, um, just because Jacobs isn't going to really score a touchdown and um, they're going to have like Zamir White run out the clock or whatever in the second half. Mike, what do you think? I, w- I would love to see Zamir White out there. Why not? That's what I, I, so I agree. I want to see Zamir White run out the clock. All right, so the three of us all have the Las Vegas Raiders taking this one down. Um, quick question, is Arizona bad? Right I now. I don't think they're good. Yeah, things aren't working out well. Well, it's a good thing that they didn't extend their uh, GM, coach, and quarterback all this offseason. Yeah. All that good. money that they paid Cliff Kingsbury to marginally make the Cardinals better than what they were before he had landed. Yeah, right? All right. Let's go to the next game. Chicago goes to Green Bay. Chicago 1 and 0. Green Bay 0 and 1. This is a Sunday night football game. Uh I believe that ooh, Mike has a little bit of a different take. All right. 42 and a half point over under Green Bay 10 point favorites. Injuries in this one. Stop me if you've heard this before. Elton Jenkins and David Bakhtiari are true questionables to play this weekend with knee injuries. That seems to have been the setup for them for the last 16 years. Uh Alan Lazard is questionable with an ankle ankle issue and ankle an issue. Rick Ankerill. 
He hurt his anky. He hurt his anky. He had too much hanky panky and he hurt his anky. It's a family show, Jeff. Walker, not a fan of the term hanky panky. It's a terrible, terrible term. What about making whoopee? <laughs> that one's funnier. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alan Lazard limited to. They have a whole game show on that word. I know. They love saying. I used to watch Game Show Network growing up, and yeah, they love yeah. to say making whoopee on those old game shows. Yep. The newlywed game. Yeah, newlywed, and then uh, the dating game. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I wonder whatever happened to Chuck Woolery. I'm sure he's not a right-wing reactionary. I'm sure Chuck Woolery's not completely insane. <laughs> oh, wait. He hasn't lost his mind. Talk about karma. That was that yeah. was karma, like, completely with him in that Twitter it's situation. The, it's the Ooh. meme. Uh, when, when I'm in a being insane contest and, like, <laughs> opponent is Chuck Woolery. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. I hope somebody gets mad about that too. Uh, for the Bears, Valus Jones is doubtful to play with a hamstring injury. But again, would anybody notice? Alex Leatherwood was placed on the NFI. Uh, dude's got uh bust written all over him. He does not seem to. Oh no, he's got mono. That's right. He got cut, and now he has mono. So mono. good for him. Wasn't he supposed <laughs> to be good? Non fungible Eokin. <laughs> Yeah, he has a. T- I'm gonna miss his name. Leatherwood is a great name. It's a. It's a great. It's just because the leather. Uh, leatherneck. People love it. It's a very football name because leatherneck. All right. Um, Walker wants to know Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon, and I say why not both. Yeah, I agree. She, she leather on my wood until I out. Walker. <laughs> you just said yeah. this is a family show. <laughs> Oh, there goes the there goes the G rating. <laughs> All right, I have like it. 15 minutes left before I gotta go, so let's get this going. Aaron Jones or AJ Dillon? I say both. Why not both? I agree. I say uh, Aaron Jones, but you can still play AJ Dillon. That's right. Okay. And Walker insists they conceded the AJ Dillon pass catching back point, but I do not remember this. Uh, AJ Dillon, look, I'm never gonna say AJ Dillon's like really good at catching passes because I don't think that. But yeah, he catches a lot of passes. Walker, who led the team in yards, receptions, and targets? Pass catching back, AJ Dillon. Let's go. He, Walker's getting there. He's, he's it's, it's it's a half step by half step. But AJ Dillon, AJ Dillon is a pass catching back. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, he admitted it. Yes. <laughs> yes. We can end the show now. Yeah, this Got was all ass. this was all a long con. Uh, so, all right, um, are we starting any wide receivers in this game other than Darnell Mooney? I was going to say any Green Bay wide receivers, but let's just ex- expand that out. I mean, I think even Darnell Mooney is a little bit tenuous, but yeah, I think you're probably playing him if you've got him, um, and definitely not anyone else. I, I read this, or I heard this interesting thing that, um, oh, who's, who's Green Bay's defensive coordinator? I don't remember. Green Bay's defensive coordinator, I'll have that to you in like three Joe seconds. Joe Barry. Okay, I won't have that to you in three seconds. Uh, our lads has coaches on it, which is not something I realized. Yeah, that actually I was on our lads. Okay. <laughs> um, over to. Joe Barry, when they're like, hey, why'd you keep playing zone when Justin Jefferson absolutely destroyed you guys in zone? And he goes, well, we play zone. Oh, Jesus. So you know, Making changes isn't a good idea in football. So... I'm guessing that since it's not Matt Nagy anymore, there's probably going to be some zone beater plays. 
in the in the game plan this week. So I'm going to start Darnell Mooney. He's not Justin Jefferson, but he can get open deep. Justin Fields can throw him the ball deep. Uh, the question there is if the, the offensive line can hold up for the Bears. I think they can for a few times to get Darnell Mooney maybe three catches for 70 yards and maybe he scores. So as a wide receiver three, I'll throw Darnell Mooney in there, even after a disappointing week one. Oh, that's yeah. also where Rich Bisaccia ended up. Oh, is that where he ended up? Yep. Good for Rich. Dude was in way over his head, but seemed like a nice guy. Yeah, so. he- I, I I believe he should have gotten another shot, but that's ah uh, he will. Well, he did so he didn't fall on his face like Jim Tom Sula, so chances are he'll make his way back up to that top spot. Like he's gonna be defensive coordinator for like. Isn't he a special teams guy? Yeah, he's special teams. Yeah, but he's got oh he is special teams. I was gonna say he's got to move up somewhere. Shoot. Well, I don't know then. Yeah. He's not gonna go special teams to head coach. He's not gonna do a uh, John Harbaugh. He could. I mean, I feel like he's got to go intermediate somewhere. I don't know. Anyways, let's stop talking about Rich Bisacci after I said <laughs> I'm running out of time. Exactly. Uh, uh, so Chicago Green Bay, uh, are we starting Aaron Rodgers this week? No. Aaron Rodgers? No, no, not at all. No. Aaron Rodgers or Justin Fields? <sighs> Rodgers, I guess. I, yeah, I gotta have to go. Maybe I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Fields just because I can. I'll believe in his running. There you go. I knew Mike would go Fields because he thinks Chicago is going to win this game. Um, so AJ Dillon is an okay start. Aaron Jones is a must start. What about David Montgomery? I'd rather not, but I agree with Walker. He looked ra- ugly out there. Yeah, I'd rather not too. Uh, uh, Herbert uh, outplayed him. Yep. Go get. Go pick up Cleo Herbert in all of your leagues that he's available. He's available in like half of leagues. Because uh, people just don't believe it, and um, it's it's happening. The Khalil Herbertissance is happening. Um, Cole Komet. Are we starting Cole Komet? No. No, I'd rather start Robert Tanyan. Ooh, Big Bob Tanyan. That was going to be my next question. Yeah, Cole Komet. I'd rather start Robert Tanyan. Cole Komet or Dawson Knox? Knox. Cole Komet or Tyler Higby? Higby. Yeah, Cole- I'd go Higby. Cole Komet or Albert Okwigbunum? Komet. Uh, Cole Komet or Hunter Henry? Henry. Henry. All right, we found a guy. We found a guy. All right. Um, win, lose, draw. Walker, you've got Darnell Mooney, Cole Komet, and Big Bob Tunyon. I think it sounds like we've all conceded Komet's going to be the loser. I'm going to have Mooney the winner. 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 Winier and Tunyon is going to be the draw, which is going to be four for 40 and a touchdown. Yeah, I'll go with uh, go with Tunyon for the win. Mooney draw, Komet loss. I agree with Walker. Tunyon winner, Komet loss, Mooney draw. All right, so Walker and I have Green Bay winning. Mike is going crazy, says Chicago starts 2-0. and What? 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 Hey, I go with my gut. My gut says, you know, the Chicago Bears, like, destroyed the 49ers, so why not just take it out on the Green Bay Packers as well? I know they're 10-point dogs. I don't care. I'm going with Chicago. Let's go. Mike's going to have uh, a uh, lasagna pizza. Hell yeah. I'm All right. And he's going to have a hot dog covered in Hot dogs. Pe- Give me a hot dog. Hot dog with peppers on it. Hot Hell dog yeah. with peppers in it. All right. Um. Next game up, one of two Monday Night Football games this week, which is incredibly stupid. 
because uh, they overlap. Tennessee, 0-1. Buffalo, 1-0. 48.5-point over-under. Buffalo, 10-point favorites in this one. Uh, let's see if Mike is spicy enough to say that the Titans win this this one. <laughs> he just took a 10-point favorite in the Chicago Green Bay game. For Buffalo, Ed Oliver did not practice uh, on Thursday. No note if he practiced on Friday. Uh, so it's um, it's up in the air if he's going to play. And that's the only injury listed for the Bills. Uh, things must be nice to be Buffalo right now. Um, for the Titans, Kyle Phillips, who everybody fever dreamed into being something, uh, was limited in Friday's practice with a shoulder injury. He was wearing the non-contact jersey. Uh, the Titans, because they're playing on Monday, will have a practice tomorrow on Saturday, so we'll know more then. Um, Dontrell Hilliard did not practice on Friday with a hamstring issue. And that seems to be it for the Tennessee Titans. Um, so in this game, are we starting every single conceivable Buffalo Bill that you can start? You're starting Josh Allen. You're starting Stefan Diggs. You're starting Gabe Davis. You can start Devin Singletary. What about James Cook, Ike McKenzie, and Dawson Knox? I would not start those guys. Okay. Mike? Um, I would – well, it depends on what you have a tight end, but Dawson Knox is definitely someone you can start. Um, Zach Moss, maybe. I, um, I was very surprised about how much action he got um, against the Rams. I really thought he was just what he was last year, but obviously not the case. Um, does that mean it's going to continue? No. Can I trust it? No. I can't trust Devin Singletary, though. So Devin Singletary would be someone that I would start as well. I think that what happened was – ooh, I just popped there. I think what happened with Zach Moss last week was uh, James Cook got uh, rookie doghoused because he fumbled, and then we never saw him again. Yep. So well, I think he was that, on the field. He just didn't get any action. Well, that's what I mean. They, they didn't let him touch the football. Right. <laughs> they said, you can block, you can run routes, but you're not touching the football. And um, so I think that that's what happened with Zach Moss. Now, the question is, is will James Cook do that again? Will James Cook uh, biff an opportunity again? And um, I'm not starting James Cook, but if he biffs this opportunity, then we're in trouble um, if we're James Cook. But I'm 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 trying to not start Devin Singletary, but I understand you might not be able to. Like, I'd rather start Singletary over like David Montgomery if he's your RB2 option. Um I'm starting all the guys that Walker mentioned, Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis. Um, I think that's that's the only guys I want to start on Tennessee. Again, like Mike mentioned, depends on who your tight end is for Dawson Knox. But Dawson Knox is a boom-bust tight end. So um, he had one game with double-digit points last year where he didn't score a touchdown. But he scored a touchdown in 7 of 15 games. So it's like it's touchdown or bust. He's like Hunter uh, Henry out there. He is. Um, actually, Hunter Henry, we talked about it. He's more, he's disrespected. He deserves more respect, Mike. Yes, he does. Okay. Um, for Tennessee, you're starting Derrick Henry, and that's it. Pretty much, yeah. If you're in a really deep league, maybe Kyle Phillips or Traylon Burks, but not in your standard leagues, just Henry. Yeah. Think about what they just did to the defending champions. Now, granted, the... Titans offensive line cannot be as bad as the Rams was. I haven't seen them really play this year yet, but the Rams one was awful. So that might make a little bit of a difference. But Mike, are you starting any Tennessee Titan not named Derrick Henry? And then second question, 
are you lowering your expectations with Derrick Henry, given that Dontrell Hilliard is touching yeah. the ball a lot? Yeah, what I saw, what I saw out of that game, because I did um, chart that game as well. <laughs> I saw Derrick Henry not nearly involved as the offense. Dontrell Hilliard was the pass catching guy, which Henry was getting last year. Is didn't get in in the first week. I mean, he don't forget he was targeted too. On top of getting like 26, 27 carries a game, he was getting three or five targets as well. And that was not involved at all. That was all Dontre Hilliard. And we saw Henry run the ball every single time. Nope. Hilliard got carries as well. So they're very much scaled back, at least in week one. Now, will that change as the season goes on? It very well could be. But Dontre Hilliard isn't a bad option out of there. So it's not like he's, you know, Cam Akers, where you're just like, okay, well, we saw that. We experienced that. We experimented with it. And it doesn't work. So let's just. Just give Derrick Henry as many carries until he breaks down. I don't think that's going to be the case with Dontrell Hilliard back there. Hilliard looked good enough to to take away carries from Henry. So yes, to your question. Okay, so you charted the game. How did the how did the offensive line look for Tennessee? Um, I didn't do offensive line. Oh, okay, never mind. Did they look like five big big guys? They looked like five big guys. They looked like they would definitely play the offensive line. Okay. Um. Yeah, that for sure. Okay, cool. All right, so we all have Buffalo winning this game. Let's move on to the final game. Sorry, my dog was barking and my wife just yelled at her. Uh, Minnesota at Philadelphia. Uh, last game of the week, both teams are 1-0, and 15.5 point over under. Philly, 2.5 point favorites. Um, injuries in this one for the Eagles. Uh, Derek Barnett, an edge rusher, was placed on injured reserve. Um, that's it for the Eagles. For the Vikings, um, I didn't see any injuries pop up this week, but this is a little blow to uh, Irv Smith. Vikings head coach Kevin O'Connell said Irv Smith wasn't involved in the team's offense in week one by design. So a lot of people are saying, oh, Kevin O'Connell's going to get Irv Smith his. It's like, no, he came, no, he to, get Justin, he came to get Justin Jefferson his. So uh, Walker has the easiest question of the day. Justin Jefferson, over under 100 receiving yards. Over. I agree. Over. Mike? Oh, receiving yards 100. That's, yeah, I'm I'm going, I'm going to go no. Going no. Okay, I'm let me go under 100. Um, not because I don't think Jefferson is a worldly talent. I just think it's kind of, it's going to be difficult for him to go over 100 two, two games in a row. I think it's going to be easy for him to go over 102 games in a row. <laughs> I think it's, it's actually extremely easy for me to do it. <laughs> Are you serious? Like how many times? How many times last year did he go over 100 in a no, row? I, I'm not serious. Uh, 17. Joking. I don't know. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Hold on, I'll find it. Um, while I do that, Mike, tell me who are the must-start players in this game? Must-start players. Uh, well, just Justin Jefferson for sure. Uh, Dalvin Cook, Miles Sanders, maybe, uh, Jalen Hurts, Kirk Cousins, possible, depending on your situation. And then wide receiver, A.J. Brown. I definitely like what he was doing last week in week one. Mm -hmm. And um, Dallas Goddard. Yep. All right. So missing from that list, uh, Devonta Smith and Adam Thielen. So Devonta Smith had zero catches last week. He had four targets. But um, what are we going to do with him this week? Are we just going to wait and see? Or are we going to throw him back out there? 
I think you can play him. Uh, Jalen Hurts specifically told him after the game that he was going to get his. Um, and, and I think that Devontae Smith drew a bad matchup. Jeff Okuda was just fantastic last week. So uh, I, I think against a Minnesota secondary that's not the strongest in the world, um, I, I think that uh, I, I think that Smith will be able to get open a little bit more reliably. Okay. Mike, Adam Thielen or Devonta Smith? Um, I'm going to go Adam Thielen just because I have a feeling that Thielen is going to score. You're hooked on a Thielen? And he's going to hook on a Thielen for a Thielen uh, touchdown. All right. So to answer Mike's question, Justin Jefferson has had back-to-back 100-yard games twice in his career. Once in his third and fourth game of his career and another time in weeks 10 and 11 last week against the Chargers and the Green Bay Packers. Not so, very often. Yeah. So not very often. But what's no, interesting, sure. what's interesting about that, those were both uh, games that were part of a pattern of three out of four games going over 100 yards. So he got right back to it after he fell off. All right. Um, Studs do. That's right. So Dalvin Cook must start. Um, Miles Sanders. Um, let me ask this. Miles Sanders or Adam Thielen? Sanders. I'm going to go Sanders. He just does more. Yeah, Mario Sanders actually he did this thing that I didn't know that he was allowed to do last week. It was a he scored a touchdown. <laughs> Crazy. Can he do that? That's wild. Yeah, but 13 for 96 last week. I mean, come on. He's Good. he's always been that guy. He's always had great yards per uh, average, mm-hmm. but then they just never gave it to him around the goal line, which I think actually helped his yards per per carry. So, right. Um. All right. Uh, win, loser, draw in this game. Walker has. Miles Sanders, Dalvin Cook, and Adam Thielen. I am going to go win Miles Sanders. The boy scores another touchdown. Adam Thielen draw, which means the boy scores another touchdown. Lose Dalvin Cook. He takes a hard hit in the second quarter. Looks like he's dead, but then he comes back in the fourth quarter because that's what Dalvin Cook does. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go with uh, I'll go with also Cook for the loss. I think that Philly shores up their run defense. They give some different looks. Uh, Sanders with the draw, I'll say, and Thielen with a win. All right. So I've got Philly winning this one. Walker's got Philly winning this one. Mike's got Minnesota. So Mike's taken in his last three picks. He's got two underdogs to win outright. That's right. All right. So perfect. Sounds good. So we will be back on Tuesday to talk about these games and preview next week's Thursday night football, which I'm worried is going to be like – uh, Jaguars, Texans. That's right. Is that what it is? I don't know what it is. It's always Jaguars, Texans. Ugh. Steelers, awful. Steelers, Browns. Oh God, that's gross. Oh, that's even that's bad too. <laughs> All right, so we'll be back next week in the Patreon feed uh, to talk about these games, and um, we will also be back in uh, the regular feed to talk about uh, start sits on Wednesday and then Thursday, I'm sorry, the Thursday night review and week three preview at the end of next week. I'm panicking because I realized I didn't do any plugs. Uh, websites, footballabsurdity.com, Twitch, twitch.tv slash footballabsurdity, uh, Discord, there'll be a link in the description. It's gibberish. The link is gibberish. Uh, podcast, we're back on Spotify now. You can check us out there. Um, did I miss anything? No, I don't think so. For Walker and Mike, this is Jeff. Thanks for listening. Take care and have a good one. Bye.
What is that noise? Washing, washing his hands? I don't know. So, is Mike drinking out of the dog bowl? 